0: What's up, friends, and welcome back to IE and friends. My name is Saul Gomez. My name is Caesar. I am the next big actor. (laughs) (laughs) And today's very special guest, we have. Director, producer, Mr. Chicano Hollywood himself, Johnny Murillo. Yeah, what's, yeah, up, what's up? What's up? Ie and friends.
1: Now, <laughs> Friends is Ie, right? That's all the local. But friends, you guys got a freaking huge following. Yeah,
0: so friends got, is
2: like all over the world. We got right? friends
0: all over the yeah, world. Oh, Shout out to world. people in North Korea. North, 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 Korea. Korea. <laughs> North
3: Korea. We, got, we get Got
2: Chicanos in North Korea. We got
0: in North Korea. <laughs> Change your IP. <laughs> Not, um, I went with this show. Something I want to do with something in this show is bringing in. It's people who influence our community, who make an impact in our community. And you're definitely uh, one of the main people doing that in our community. Oh, thank you. thank you. Uh, with Chicano Hollywood, you started Chicano Hollywood. And can you just let the people listening a little bit about Chicano
1: yeah, Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny the way it started because it wasn't like intentional per se. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've, I've been in the entertainment industry for about 15 years now. And over the course of the years, you know, produced produce a couple movies and some t- series and stuff like that. So about a year and a half ago, uh January of twenty twenty one, well two years now, uh a buddy of Mine Echo's world, he hit me up, um, just sent me a one pager and he said, Hey, can you turn this into a script? And I said, Yeah, 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 of course. Of course, let me check it out. And so it was uh it, it's called Orchata with oat milk. I'm it's gonna finally come out this year. Nice. Uh, but it's uh comedy. Okay. And we you know we had like Jerry Garcia, we had uh Concrete, Jay Valentino, Dunos, right? It was just it was okay. a fun, fun set, right? Anthony Fernandez. So we uh when we I got that in January, right on February, March, we had dialogue meetings, right? So mm-hmm. I write the script, but I'm writing I'm from the 80s, bro. So I write the word, this is one word, quete, right? Cuete. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. That. But then concrete, he's from the 90s, so he uses a different term, but he was he knew quete. But then Dunos, who had to say the line. I'm like, Do knows, you know, what would you say? And he's like, oh, he called it like a bang-bang or dang-dang, or dang, something like that, right? It was some word that I had no idea, so we're cracking <laughs> up. So we would have meetings like that, right? And uh, there was one time where I have the script projected on the wall, and the director, LV, he's right in front of it. He's smoking a joint. So just a big, cool puff of smoke got right in front of the script. I'm like, dude, that's cool. Do it again. Do it again. And I made it He's like, he's he's like, (laughs) Seven seven times in. He's like, I can't. I said, no, no, one more, one more. So I finally got the shot. And I just sent that to my daughter. She was a senior at Azusa Pacific in film school. And I said, check this out. I'm with Chicano Hollywood. That's where it came. It was just out of spontaneous, mm. you know, fun, laughing. So then I nicknamed that whole production Chicano Hollywood. So I tell oh, my wife, okay. hey, I got a meeting with Chicano Hollywood. She knew who it was. So I just saw, you know, on that set, we had Chicanos in front of the camera and Chicanos behind, mm-hmm. and you know, not all Mexican American, but Chicano culture, yeah, right? Yeah. So we're doing all that, and so we just had fun. It was cool, and I saw these artisans, these gifted, skilled crew, and talent, and so on. And I saw how they embraced it, so yeah. I just said, "You know what? There's something here." So I got this. I got the socials. I started a trademark for the name. Cool. I got the domain names, and uh, and it just started growing. And nice. all I would do, and I saw how much we needed, all I would do is just affirm people if a makeup artist did something cool and she was a chicano's phone right shout her out yeah and then if a, if a director if a dp whatever i just shout out to someone to an actor whatever just shout them out and then i saw it growing between march 11th 2021 to august i wasn't paying much attention to it i connected both of them right from instagram mm-hmm. to facebook yeah so right around August, you know, I'm getting hit up from guys from like the studio system, like Ben Bray, uh, uh, Ben Labato. There's a few others that are you know like top in the studio system. So like, bro, this is awesome. I love. We have our own platform. Yeah. You know, we, we we're, we're not Latinx. You know, <laughs> no Latinx. we have our own platform. Right. And like, yeah, cool. So when I I saw like in August we had like two thousand followers. I mean, oh, that's cool. But most of them were players. They were either talent or crew or someone like that mm-hmm. and uh, podcasters like you guys mm-hmm. you know big yeah. movers and shakers right and then <laughs> but I saw on Facebook there was like twelve thousand followers and oh. I wasn't doing nothing to that yeah. right so I looked at all the comments I'm like oh crap look at this there's like all these people are asking we need more Chicano actors we need more mm-hmm. Chicano sitcoms and all this. So I realized that there is something's missing because there's such there's a demand. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah there was a vacuum that I, we were filling with this. So it just started blowing up, you know and, and that's where it came from. So it just came from LB smoking a joint. From the <laughs> LB, LB means Chicago super Hollywood. high. <laughs> Chicano
0: Hollywood, you know. So what does, um, you mentioned earlier uh, uh, Chicano, but also the Chicano culture. So what does being a Chicano mean to you?
1: Yeah, so so it was funny because I got hit up. I get hit up by this all the time. Um, the other day, someone, a podcaster from Long Beach hit me up and he says, Hey, bro, I just need to ask you, what do you mean by Chicano. Mm-hmm. And I hit him back. It was just on IG, right? Voicemail. I get on voice a lot. Yeah. It's too, but to type (laughs) it right right? So I said, Hey, bro, just, yeah, let me tell you what it is. I said, I'm Mexican American, so I'm Chicano. Yeah. Right. And I was raised Chicano. Well, my grandfather, he was a a migrant worker. He came across, everybody was illegal in the beginning, right? I mean, but, but hey, this is our territory, whatever. It's Aslan. (laughs) Aslan. You know, my 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 grandfather went to uh, World War II and all that. And so, uh, they're all farm workers. The term Chicano back in the day was a derogatory term. Mm. They would use it, especially sadly, but people from Mexico that were pure Mexican looked at the Chicano it was almost like a derogatory term, almost like the N word, right? Ah, okay. And so, but they it started changing. 30s and 40s, it started changing where we were, they are actually using it as an empowering term. Mm. And I remember my grandfather teaching me as when I was a kid in the late 60s and 70s, he's like, hey, Chicano power, Chicano power. He was marching with Cesar Chavez and all that. So it actually reversed and now it's an identity that that we're like, okay, there's a movement going on. Yeah, the Chicano movement in LA and so on. So there, it's an empowering term now. Yeah. What's awesome about it in this day and age is that it's actually a full-blown identity that we still need to get out there more because everyone else in the whole world puts us in the box: Latino or Latinx or Latin yeah. Right now, it's I'm Latine. down with Latino Latine. or Latin. Yeah, yeah, Latine, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm down with Latino, Latina, Chicano, Chicana. Yeah. But all, the, all those other ones? ones that people make up, I'm not. Whatever. But you know, they. Uh, but now it's an empowering term. Yeah. And so we need to embrace it. So I'm telling this dude. I said, bro, it's Chicano culture too because. We're raised next door to the Salvadorians, mm. the Guatemalans, Hondurans, you know, Colombians. We're all raised in the same barrios. Yeah. So we all have the same taste. Yeah. And, I, and I say this all the time. I mean, where Snoop Dogg has Chicano culture, you know, because yeah. he loves lowriders, wears Pendleton's, and he eats street yeah. tacos. You know? YG. Yeah. YG, yeah. YG. I mean, it's just a culture that we have. It's a West Coast culture, but also a Tejano culture, goes uh-huh. into Texas and all that. You go out East East Coast, New York and Miami, and all that. It's a different vibe. Yeah. There are Latinos that we encourage and we love. It's a different flavor, though. Yeah. You come in, you know, Texas, New Mexico, you know, that, that's a New Mexican vibe there. Colorado, they're the mestizos. It's mm-hmm. a whole different vibe, mm-hmm. but there's still connected to what we do you know you ask them out there like I'm not Mexican I'm Spaniard like whatever yeah. you know what? my wife's from Albuquerque <laughs> my, so, gran- yeah, yeah. my
0: grandfather actually came from Spain so. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like,
1: a whole different story but yeah. but they're still down with the culture I, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, there's a couple guys I just sent them some t-shirts earlier today because they're doing a car show out there mm-hmm. and they hit me up like dude can you, can you how can we uh, represent Chicano Hollywood I said okay I'll send you some t-shirts send me a video you know so there's one's an actor both of them are actors so they're gonna be at this car show and they're gonna be repping us Something like too, so, so the, there's there's a movement, there's a community, there's forty to fifty million of us, 62, 62 million Latinos in the U.S., forty to fifty million are Chicano culture. That's inclusive of everybody. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. They could be Dominican if they're down with what we do and our voice, and
0: yeah, anyone. So yeah, that's, that's a culture. That's yeah, cool. I love it. Culture. I love that. Yeah. So you, uh, so obviously, you're not a big fan of the Latinx oh, heck, term. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I gotta ask the main man himself. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, you don't know. What's up, everybody? Before we continue with today's episode,
2: go we'll shout out our friends at Manscaped. Hey, hey, breaking news! Breaking news! Masque now sells beer products. That's right. They are once again. Revolutionizing men's grooming with with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Thank you. From a beard Beard. trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet Carpet. by going to (laughs) manscaped.com. What a... (laughs) I'm doing the Migos. I'm like, what are we, Migos now? <laughs> it's <sandwich>? too soon. <laughs> By going to manscaped.com and using code IEFriends Friends. for 20% off and free shipping.
3: Shipping. <laughs> Put in no <enough> bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to your door. <laughs>
2: keep going. <laughs> All right, we're going to do the opposite, yes, yes. I get it, I get it.
3: Two to three uh,
2: no, yeah, I really love this guy. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to it because, um, yeah, you know, I have a beard and I would love to beard. keep maintaining it. So, so I will same thing and hopefully soon, Caesar baby face. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to it's time to tame your mane Man, no one likes a weird tame. beard so say goodbye to weird all your trouble trouble with manscape pros beard kit it all Kidding. starts with the beard hedger. hedger this thing is a juggernaut fixing faces first off this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that Number gives one. you 20 hair cutting links 20. all with one guard so so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons that's right face grooming doesn't need to be hard get 20 different breeze links in just one guard <laughs> Plus it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower To avoid all the hair in the sink No that's shock a, That's great The titanium coated T-Blade is tough on hair But smooth on your face Leading to a single stroke efficiency That brings satisfaction one stroke at a time Buttery
3: Buttery <laughs> Hey I'm done I'm done I'm done I'm done
2: <laughs> Wait, isn't it a bad time of buttery face? The Pro Kit doesn't end there Though they have created four dermatologist tested formulations For your post trim care First, there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember, all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specifically, specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard health. Bearded. Next, the next the kit has Manscape's Beard Oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath, while adding a little while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fang. Cap off the kit with the Beard Balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames. The Pro Kit Beard also comes with three. Free gifts. A beard brush, a comb, and scissors to be- ensure your beard like it's is ready to impress. Christmas. It's also a fourth gift, looking like a fucking sexy man.
3: Sexy. <laughs> I touched that man.
2: So get 20% off and free shipping with the code IEFriends e friends. at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code IEFriends. E friends.
3: Run it up. Run it up. Manscaped.
2: Beard hedger, one stroke. One guard, twenty lengths. Yep. Now back to the episode. Back to
0: the episode. On it. Yeah, so you uh, so obviously you're not a big fan of the Latinx oh, heck, term. No. <laughs> no. I gotta ask the main man himself. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: no. I you know, I I hear different things of where that came from, right? I mean some white psychiatrist or some, I don't know who yeah, came yeah. up with that, but what it means, Latinx, is they want to cut our webbles off. I'm yeah. Like, oh, heck no, dude. Yeah, you know, they're trying like, to
0: take our identity.
1: Yeah. And I, and I get it. This is the thing about Latinx. And no disrespect, okay? I might make some jokes, but anyone that says, I'm Latinx, I'm down with you. I respect you. Uh-huh. They, though, they've become a super loud voice. And because they're so loud, well, what I notice, what we've noticed collectively is that our content never gets greenlit. Like ABC has one spot uh. for Latino content. CBS has one spot. Um, you know, uh, Hulu, Netflix they may have five or six. Mm-hmm. But they're always looking for Latinx think... type of voice, nah. which sucks because
0: then they get canceled because they suck. Because <laughs> yeah, because no one's watching. Yeah, you know, no, no one wants to hear like. Uh, Aaron, where is my abuelita? Yeah, yeah. I want to see that <laughs> shit. They don't connect at all, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they have these, you know, just, you know, like like what they consider
1: more progressive uh, ideologies and so on. And so what happens is they create content around that, and then the studio system, Hollywood, quote unquote, they're like, oh, that's what they want. So because they're so loud, they put all of us in that. Mm-hmm. So they think there's 62 million. They must love that stuff because they make it a day like it's all of us. But it's not. They, if you look at Pew Research and other research companies, they've figured out and they're doing it. It's coming out more and more that only 2 to 3% of Latinos in the U.S., that's 2 to 3% of the 62 million, identify with the term or even know what the term Latinx means. I yeah. Think. So the rest of us, we're like, heck no. And then they get mad because no one's watching their stuff. Exactly. Think, yeah, because
3: they're Yeah, I think it dives in deeper to like gender roles and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. where the Latinx comes in. So if you don't believe like in a gender role and stuff like that, that's where the X comes in because you're not a he or a she. Yeah. So yeah. that's where it, but but they're, like you said, it's getting loud to the point where those the, the, the people that are Latinx are getting, you know, all <laughs> there's not the T V shows, but it comes from that. It comes from yeah. like gender. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. it got it got it got taken out of term. Yeah, it's okay. not like, Oh, you're not gonna call me Latinx, it's like you only are Latinx if that's what you feel that you are. You know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it got too loud. <laughs> yeah, it got too loud, man. It and been, like you talk, you're I, be, talking in business because yeah, they want to yeah. check off boxes. So now you're checking off Latino and lgbtq are the, all that. And yeah they, they can
1: get them all in one person boom. Yeah. you know boom, boom, inclusion. boom. yeah inclusion, yeah. inclusion we, we got you guys look we, yeah, we have this one person look we got you don't worry yeah, and then, yeah. We're yeah. Look, worry. Yeah, and then yeah. the rest we like what Dude, that's, 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 that's not us that's not our voice yeah. exactly and, and exactly and the the misconception is is that if we identify as chicano or chicana is that we're anti the other gender we're not uh, yeah, we're exactly. not anti
3: anybody no we're yeah. not anti anything i like i classify myself more like mexican yeah, Chicano, Chicana, type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to
1: me, it's like uh they, they think and I get it. They're because of media and and no doubt we have a responsibility to, yeah. We we do have issues at times we had with toxic masculinity. Uh-huh. I get it. But but there there have been some people that have been through some issues because of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. there have been some stereotypes that are on the movies and so on that support and portray the toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I get it. People have issues, they gotta fix that. Yeah. But The rest of us are like, dude, I'm masculine and I'm not going to, I'm not going to shut that down because someone doesn't like it. It's like, and I'm, I'm big on if you're, you know, you are, you're a homie and I'm like, maybe you're raised without a dad. I was raised without a dad. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, okay, I, I I didn't have anyone teach me this stuff. I, I had my, my real dad was like a wino on the street, you know, the tent dudes. Right. He was an alcoholic, and he you know chose the bottle over us. I didn't know him that well. Uh, stepdad came in. He was he was caught up. I'm, I'm from the north, right from San Jose, and all my deals. Some of them they're all kind of caught up. Yeah. If you know what that means, I can't go into details because it might backfire on me. But they're all caught up, right? So so I mean, I was around the lowriders. riders. They were they had drive bys before drive bys were popular, right? We had bullets on our house and all that. And this is in the '70s, right? So. That was toxic masculinity. The mm-hmm. abuse that, from what I understand, my dad beat my mom. That's toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I was raised without them, and I had to learn from mentors. My cousin, he was a cop. My my Nino was a fireman. They were military and all. They they taught me how to be a real man. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the problem within our community is that we have a lot of you know boys that being raised without. Uh, solid men in their life and that's where they become toxic so how do we change that we just got to cultivate that family the dynamic and and don't throw away t- uh, masculinity because somebody was talking him, like we have to train our men mm-hmm. our boys to be, to be real men to yeah. take care of their wives to raise their children and and again and the idea is that we change the stereotypes you exactly. know exactly but they want to say well let's make us all neutral i said no nah, we got we got to freaking put a cup on every time you go around yeah. uh, any latinx type of stuff you know <laughs> i was like no i like my web all
2: yeah. you know <laughs> no yeah a real man is someone who um, take care of the family. Take care of the family, um, and like they're not gonna
0: treat people with treat respect. people with
2: different just because they're gay or trans yes. and like that. Like that's a true man. Toxic masculinity is someone who's gonna go against someone who's gay or trans because yes. yes. you're yes. hating someone for what? What does it have to do with you? Yeah. 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 How is that affecting you? Why you hate someone just because they yeah. like the other sex or they're yeah. changing the sex? It's like that's, that's, you should never that's hate that. someone because that's like hating someone for their religion or their color. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like why? Yeah. So it's like a real man is someone who doesn't matter what they are you respect their decision you go on with your day and you take care of yourself you take care of your family you take care of just whatever you gotta take care of whatever you have in your life and you just do what you gotta do yeah yeah you support you know I'm, I,
1: all that stuff i mean it's, it's awesome what you said because we have to support fellow human beings yeah, yeah. now i'm i draw the line when it comes to the kids I, i'm I'm gonna protect the kids when, yeah. but when they're adults and they choose to do whatever they want to do they're a freaking adult yeah. i will respect them the crews i hire i don't ask them hey so how do you have sex i don't, <laughs> stuff, you know? I'm <laughs> like, I don't care i mean hey yeah, what's yeah. your skill level you know? yeah. so, what can uh, you bring to the table up, you know, ideas that we're developing you yeah. know i don't care about that stuff you know i'm like i know we we want to be the chicano chicana voice yeah. and we want to build everybody up and uh so i'm like real protective of the kids and all that stuff but mm. if it was, an adult, and they—that's their choice. That's their choice. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, And everyone around me knows how I feel about human beings. I mean, I'm down to build anybody.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been noticing. You have a, you just actually just launched a master class for people who are trying to get into the industry and they don't know where to start. So can you like? Dude, dis- that, how, how did that like? The, like how did that come <laughs> up by? And like why did you decide to do that? Yeah.
1: The, so the the thing is, what I what I realized is that there were so many people that they're 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 you know in our community have all these ideas we're so creative as as, as a, a chicano uh Chicago community right uh-huh. so they see movies they see blood in blood out over and over again they oh, see really? uh a boulevard nights they see like oh man i would do it this way i do it that way yeah. so they've had all these dreams all their life and from from young kids now to people that are older uh gen xers boomers even they these dreams are dying inside of them mm. And I'm like, how do we get people to finally fulfill their purpose? And, you know, obviously I can't sit with everybody. I can't, you know, I don't know everything. You know, I can't produce avatar yet? <laughs> maybe i can i don't know but that's a billion dollar franchise yeah, but maybe uh, i can't know can. avatar yeah i know that'd be hilarious <laughs> um but you know i put some, put some I, ha- I have some skills that i love to teach people but the uh i we came across like okay what do we got to do to start training more people because the only way our voice will become prominent and be where we should be is when it gets louder that's mm-hmm. it we talk about the latinx voice they're super loud they're a small percentage of the community but they're freaking loud dude yeah. and everyone thinks like oh that's all you guys so i'm like how do we Without shutting them up, I'm down with them, much respect, but there's the other 98% of us that don't like that voice that want to be elevated. And again, it goes back to our culture. You know how you've been at family parties, right? And I know there's our hint that just quiet, checking it out, just sitting back. That has harmed us in a sense because we're not aggressive in our voice. So we have to get aggressive uh, on it. Right. It's a bit
0: more like stoic.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, okay, to me, it's like if you're listening right now and you want to get into the film industry, you got to start making some steps. You got to mm-hmm. take some steps. We started the master classes, uh, and you can check those out at chicanohollywoodmasterclasses.com or just go to our chicanohollywood.com website and check those out. We started those so that we could just start training people. Every segment that is taught, I have different teachers coming on. The first segment has to be their story. For example, Fabian Alomar. I had him come on, and I said, bro, first segment, just tell me your story. So he goes into how he was a gang member in Echo Park and how he did time in Pelican Bay and so on. Tells his story, right? And then we go into the skills. So He Uh talks about his skills and so on. The same thing I have Patricia De Leon- I have um, um, who else? Danielle uh, Lopez. All these people. Alberto Portillo. They tell their story. Alberto was raised in in North Hollywood. He was a, a graffiti uh-huh. a guy, and they got kind of caught up that way. The alcohol, all that kind of stuff, right? And he tells a story, and then he says, "Oh, this is how you make a viral video," because he has over a billion views to his, yeah. his, mm-hmm. his bills, his views, right, to his his name. So the reason we have him start off so that I, I designed these so that that, that little homie in Houston. Or that middle-aged, you know, um, person in, in San Diego or San Jose that they can hear and say, oh, if they can do it, if they got out, then mm-hmm. I can do it. Yeah. And I think that's the number one thing that people need to see. Now, what they see of us now, obviously, we hear it over and over again. They only show us as gardeners. And yeah. They only yeah. show us as... Or narcos. As, as big, Yeah, narcos. Yeah. And, and I understand why. I figured out because I'm a writer, too.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: When I write, I write all my experiences. So when these... White writers, <laughs> and they tell them, write us a story about a nanny. Homeboy had a Latina nanny, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or write us a story about bullies. Well, homeboy got beat up by some right. cholos, right? Yeah. And, you know, write a story about, about drugs. And he goes, oh, yeah, oh, the, so the, the Mexican it. dudes, you yeah. know, the Colombian guys, right? <laughs> so they these white writers are writing from their experiences. Mm-hmm. So how do we change the narrative? Do we complain to them? Because they still won't nail it. They still don't get it right. Yeah. What we got to do is we have to... Train more writers. Mm-hmm. If we can't train more writers, that's where it all starts. It's writers. So writers have to write from their experiences. They can still write. I'm always down for a good Cholo movie. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm
4: still down for a good violent <laughs> yeah, yeah. gang movie, right?
1: Yeah. But I will write the characters not as single layer violent animals, I'll put the layers in them. This yeah. is a dad that that is being broken because his kid died. Now he has to get some money to or he has to get some money to pay for the funeral expenses. So that's why he's doing these violent things because yeah. he's stressed out. So I write the layers mm-hmm. in versus someone that will write this guy's bad he shot everybody. You know, and that's yeah, yeah, the difference. Yeah, so you. we have all these classes on there because we want to train people yeah. so they can start fulfilling still, their dreams and passion. You know, if they if not, they're just going to die, dude. You pass by cemeteries. There's a bunch of dead people in there, but even more, there's a bunch of dead, dead dreams. dreams. yeah, yeah,
2: That's
0: I, I saw I read this one book. I think it's the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one's yeah, a good yeah, book yeah. at the end, there's one chapter where it says, like, imagine, on your deathbed like being surrounded by all your unused potential yeah I remember and, that, and all right of that. them just angry at you yeah and it's yeah. just like dang, like that hits you you're just like yeah you're just like or, look over like damn yeah, like, yeah. i could have been that i could have been a doctor i could have been a writer or, i could have been that
2: guys I, I remember seeing i think it was david goggins right, mm-hmm. right? yeah so he said that it, one of his it was his biggest fear mm-hmm. was that he was gonna die right and he went to heaven and that God is right there. He she shows he shows you. Hey, look look who this is, and then he reads all the stuff like oh like, you know police officer graduate you know just all these accolades there. and he's like hey that's not me, no this is what who you should have been. Ooh. No. exactly. The, I gave you the tools to be that, and you didn't become Damn. that. Damn. No. I
1: gave you the raw skills. You had to train them. And that's what you had to work for. Yeah. Yeah. You had to work for people don't realize like they want they want to win the lottery or they want someone to ship to show up and someone says here's a bunch of money. It doesn't work that way. God gives us raw materials. So he gave the earth gold. But what do we have to do? Mine it. Mind for it, right? Diamonds. We gotta mine for it. We have to put our hands in it, get bloody, get get some blisters. If you're not willing to put in the work, get it, get it. Okay, you don't you don't put the work in that's fine. You're not if you're not ready to invest in yourself. Then you're not ready. I, I had some dude uh, hit me up about when we first started the master classes. Right? He sent me this message: If you were really for the for our community, you would make everything free. Mm. And I wrote back said. I am for the community. That's why you have to learn how to invest in yourself. If you don't, if you're not ready to invest in yourself, then you're just not ready. Mm-hmm. Just stay where you're at. Yeah. But the moment a person says, "You know what? I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to start learning." They're going to put the work in, and then everything changes. Yeah, they won't yeah. take it for granted. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, if it's free, you're not going to do it. Exactly. You're gonna have a yeah. bunch of sign ups and you're not no one's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So to me, I'm real strict about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, someone hits me up like, "Oh, I really want to do it." Like, I'm always down to help anybody, yeah. right? Yeah. But I do know that if someone's not willing to invest themselves the time, the resources, and money, whatever it takes, if they're not willing, then they're not ready.
2: They're not yeah. People not, tend not to forget. Serious. People tend to forget too that um hard work. Like I know, like sometimes we all, everyone deserves a little bit of luck here and then, right? Like we all do, right? Yeah. But people tend to forget that hard work creates luck yeah yeah it Attracts. Uh, yeah, luck. yeah
1: hard working opportunity those together you're skilled up you're ready to go it's like these, those things are going to open up well, yeah, like,
2: that, yeah that luck will come if you're working hard for it. Yeah. and
1: i get hit up all the time like hey i want to get involved i'm like okay what's your skill level what do you do where are you at i don't know i just want to all right let's talk and i i always <laughs> if they if they can catch me i'm gonna do whatever i can to help them get on the right path yeah. yeah so that means they're ready but the moment they're like well i'll see i'll check it out i'll see what's up i'm like whatever yeah that yeah. 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 not
0: yeah. I've no, that's not, I forgot who told me this Or maybe I heard it somewhere And after hearing this It changed my life forever It's just like People are so They, they would spend Without double thinking They'll spend $200 on shoes On clothes oh, On a night out But yeah. they won't They double think Spending $200 on themselves Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah totally uh, Yeah And after I heard that I was like dang Now whenever Now if I see like uh, If I see like some acting class I want to take I was like Oh this is a weekend uh, instead of this weekend going out, I'll just spend it on myself. Yeah, yeah. And after that is just change your dude, I, I mean, mindset. I'm the
1: same way, bro. It's like, you know, you go and say, Well, I have money to invest myself, or money to go to that fancy steak restaurant. Yeah. That fancy steak restaurant is gonna be in and out by tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's gone, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah.
1: This investment I put in myself is is gonna last forever. It's gonna change my life. And not only that, people need to they need to change for their children and their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Do you know how how it, it's it, we have cycles, right? Mm-hmm. So if mom and dad choose not to advance themselves, then the kids are going to be at that same level. Yeah. But the moment mom and dad or grandpa grandma decides, like, you know, I'm going to do something different, it it's like a, a domino effect for, yeah, everybody. for everybody. And yeah. all the way down where everybody changes. You know, like in, in my particular family, no one had, my mom uh they didn't no one had their their bachelor's degree my mom did two years at a community college so she got that uh out of my siblings i'm the only one that got my bachelor's degree right so i got my bachelor's um but because of that presence i said my kids realize they have to get their bachelor's mm-hmm. so my three kids got their bachelor's and my son now has his master's and he's going for a phd i believe so in his the ripple effect yeah. going on with my, my two daughters are educated and they're very successful in what they do. My son is, a, is even more educated and he's very successful in what they do because mom and dad got their bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, it's like, do whatever you can. I'm not saying you can go to, you have to go to Harvard, mm-hmm. but just do something so that you can change what your children and your grandchildren. Uh, do. Be and, the example. Yeah, you have yeah. to. If, yeah. If you don't have a learning culture in your home and all, it's just about watching TV Forget Mm, it. Yeah, if you're gonna watch TV, just go to Hollywood. Yeah, just go
0: to Hollywood (laughs) real quick. (laughs) Dan, that's really cool. So. Now, what would you say for people who think they're too old to start in the movie industry? No, man,
1: dude, I started, I started, I'm 55 now, I started 15 years ago. So I, I got into this when I was 40 years old. Mm. I was a pastor for 23 years. Oh, wow. Not just that, I was a Pentecostal pastor. So I used to preach against going to movies and <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, wow. I threw out my TV three times. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, uh, I was totally out of it. And then um, we just about 15 years ago, like this was our mission now. So we came to Hollywood 15 years ago and I didn't know jack about nothing. Mm-hmm. I took uh, some classes at UCLA, and they weren't even the real classes; they were the uh, the night ones. And I just started learning, right? So to me, it doesn't matter if you're forty, fifty, you know. Especially when it comes to creating and writing, I have way more experiences oh, sure, yeah. and, that I can bring into a writing session mm-hmm. than someone that's nineteen, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The nineteen year old is going to talk about what they did in high school. <laughs> yeah. high- Shoot, I'm talking about when I was a fireman for six years. When I was, uh, when I used to. I don't know if I should say that. And, okay. When someone used to uh smuggle stuff across into Caribbean, <laughs> I, you know, I've been to a lot of communist countries, right? And yeah. I smuggle stuff in and out, right? So I would do a lot of that kind of stuff. So I have these these uh memories and these yeah. experiences that I bring to the table. And a bunch so, of characters. Yeah. Oh, dude, weird. I've met so kinds of weirdos all my life. Yeah. <laughs> characters, right? So if you're 40, 50, 60 years old, it doesn't matter what your age is, if you want to jump in you have a lot to bring to the table mm. and what happens is they think well i'm not so many a kid that can run a camera shoot i don't know either i was i was I, the other day we were shooting uh a, a video for pedro like and it was a reveal for quinceanera so one one a wardrobe lady she uh wardrobe lady was she created this beautiful dress out of three dresses it's a really cool video it's gonna go viral uh and then they the dad brought the girl in with her eyes covered And uh, Alberto was shooting one way, and I'm shooting the other way, and I got so caught up, I forgot to press record. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I, I missed
1: it all, you know. And I'm like, dude, oh my god! So I'm like, oh yeah, okay, let's just do it again. I'm trying to really take control of it, but yeah, but it happens. So you gotta make mistakes, but it doesn't matter what your age is. Jump in if it's in you to write, direct, if it's in you to, in you to act. Yeah. Because you know what? When I do casting, and I put Latino male. I'll get like maybe six or seven.
0: Really, if I put
1: Latina female, um, age age range, uh-huh. age range fifty to sixties, right? Um, uh, that six or seven. If I get female, I'll, maybe I'll get fifteen. So if you're in your forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, there is a need for actors like you. Now you're yeah. not going to be like freaking Tom Cruise jumping yeah. off of airplanes, <laughs> but you'll play the lady that's drinking coffee in the coffee shop or yeah. whatever, right? You, you you can carry some lines. So there's opportunities when I put blonde female 20 something dude i get like 700 submissions Uh, right if i put latina female 20 something i get like maybe 150 so is there opportunities out there Mm -hmm. yes there's opportunity and right now we are in a what i call a chicano renaissance Mm -hmm. right now is the time and right Mm -hmm. now let me tell you something it's not like the old days where you had to, all these dudes had to change their name, like like Anthony Quinn, right? Yeah, he was yeah. Quinones. Uh, what we Marilyn saying? Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Richie Valens. Richie you Ricardo Valenzuela, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So, all those dudes, much respect to them, but they had to change their names just to, to survive, it, yeah. right? Okay, that's different now. We are in a season that we have to really grab on because it's a Chicano Renaissance. So, right now, your skin color and your last name are your biggest assets. So skill yourself as whatever crew or, or talent so that you can jump in this game if this is what you want to do. But to me, there's no more like, oh, the racist. Mm-hmm. Dude, we don't, we don't need the studio system anymore. Yeah, We're totally independent. We have our own streaming system. We have our own ideas. We have crew that can shoot whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a matter of like getting it done. So I encourage anybody, if this is your dream,
0: it's not over. If yeah. you're still breathing, it's, Let's do it, do it.
1: Even If on your last breath You can yeah. play the dead body
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> So what do you say to like people Because I'm sure you got in this question a lot. You even mentioned this question earlier For people who want to be in the movie industry But they don't know what to do where, How do you direct them In finding what they want to do
1: The biggest thing is like First of all you just got to start you, you know Nothing's going to start until you start So what does that mean So find your I, 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 I tell people You're going to find your lane If you want to be crew Right uh, Crew jump in if you want to get behind the camera, just start networking. You know, mm-hmm. you can go to our our mixers. Uh, there, I think Jr. Escobar is having a mixer coming up in February. Anytime you see a mixer, especially on our platform, show up, and then you're gonna meet directors. And and I, what I don't have, I used to go to these Hollywood mixers back in the day, and they were so freaking pretentious, dude. I show up and, you know, I, the moment they... Say, especially, I don't know if it was racist. Maybe they were racist, yeah, right? Yeah. But the moment they say, like, who are you? Oh, you're nobody. They walk away from uh. me, man. I felt like throwing blows all the time, right? Yeah. But our mixers, I always start them off saying, look, there's no one above you here. We're all family. So meet your cousin that's standing next to you yeah. and just go say hi. Tell them who you are and tell them what you're doing and get numbers and all that. So I'm really big. Follow each other on IG. Um, so the big thing is, is if you want to plug in... Get involved because your network is your net worth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you right now are just hanging out with people at the warehouse, well then, hey, that's all you're going to do. But if you say, look, I'm going to work at the warehouse, take a shower, then I'm going to go to the mixer and you pop in and if they, hey, you got no skills, just say I'm an actor. That's it, just i an actor. And if you get called in for something, you better get on just go hall a master classes. You yeah, can yeah, learn yeah, how to audition. Yeah. You can learn how to carry a character, you can do all that stuff. Uh, get on YouTube. Just get on something and learn how. Yeah. But to me, it's like you gotta be around people that are doing this. You know, yeah. as, as especially with crew, people will find their lane. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like twenty lanes, it's like the four oh five, right? Mm-hmm. So eventually you find your lane. And so it might be where you're a director, you're a you're a producer. I gravitated towards production because I had a lot of skills in organization, and so mm-hmm. on. I still direct. Um and I but I don't know the cameras, obviously you know why, right? Yeah. You <laughs> you in up, the right? moment. Yeah, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just got caught up I still I write. So I know my names and so I gravitate towards those. So you just have to put the work in and start getting involved, yeah. you know. So to me it's like First steps is start learning and then second step is start mixing. Those Are the two keys mixing cool. any tips on like
2: where people can go and start? Like maybe like some course, some like online stuff you <laughs> can look up. Like, she talked about it, got, got the man, got in the, up, man. <laughs> yeah. What, um, like what about like places like in person, like where they can go and sign up to like try to like learn stuff? Or,
1: yeah, so there's also like, uh, yeah, because some people aren't online, uh, people, uh, teachers. So there, if you Google, there's a lot of classes that are, um, that are happening now, and then there's people on our network that have classes, mm-hmm. so we have like. Like uh, Charlie Boone, right? Chicano guy from San Diego. He does classes, live classes. He also does Zoom ones. But Charlie, you know, homeboy, he uh, he's the one that trained Halle Berry when she got her Oscar. Oh, wow! So this dude, he's trained Tom Cruise. He's trained others. So homeboy, he's Chicano dude, right? He's an excellent uh, acting coach. There's Cindy Luna. She's another one. She had several CBS shows. Um, she was on The Lost Ship. A few others that she was involved as a recurring actress. She does actors training. So there are some where they actually either get on a one-on-one with you in Zoom if you're too far away. Some of these actually do where they'll meet up somewhere. Uh, the big one right now that's really cool if you want to plug in and have a lot of fun is if you go to Chicano Hollywood and look under our friends and you um you find uh, From the Streets to the Set yeah. mm-hmm. or Chola Vision or um, Alex Alfaro. Those three combined together to do a live training at Chola Vision Studio in East L.A. So there, you're with a bunch of homies, and they're group, wonderful people, super talented. A lot of those guys, Bernice, um, she from Streets has said She's getting them on, like, uh, this, That Fool and other sets oh, and so okay, on. So they're getting exposed to some really big studio level yeah. stuff. So that would be a great place to start if you want, you know, in-person training. Uh, uh, Alex Alfaro, amazing teacher, mm. amazing story. Uh, shout out to that guy, but he's another one that can that can set you up for classes. Cool. So there are opportunities, yeah. you know.
0: That's very exciting. I've been, um, I we get a lot of questions about like people uh wanting to get into acting. You, as a producer, what do you look for in an actor when uh coming on to set and not just like the talent level, but like just like the things that go with being on set? Oh and man, and you gotta
1: have a freaking good attitude. No, mm. no divas, man. That mm-hmm. Those are the oldies. People are. It's so crazy because they think, they see on what's on TV. Yeah, like, blue and they think, only. Yeah. yeah, man. And they, they think that they, that <laughs> I, I'm an actor, I'm a talent. i right, well, yeah. sit down. Yeah. You know, where's my trailer? Get trailer. There's a, there's a folding chair right yeah. there. You <laughs> got some crackers. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You got to come in, like, like you're ready to learn. Now, there there are, uh, as a as a producer, when I direct too, I know that my lead talent, I need them to be focused. So, some of them that are trained, like Meisner, there's different methods, right? Yeah. They're, those guys are crazy, dude. They, <laughs> they from the moment they leave their house, they're in character. Method actors, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're like in the in their 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 character already. So when they're on set. You don't want a bunch of people around them breaking them out of that. That's how they learn. Uh-huh. So that's why, like, okay, let's make some space. No one bother that actor because they're in their set, and they'll they'll interact because they're doing their character, right? So so that's why they might seem like a diva because you can't talk to them, but mm-hmm. it's not that.
0: They're like, in the yeah, zone. they're, they're in training. The zone. They're, they're yeah, training. And actually. I and as a
1: director, I'm like, dude, back off. I need this dude to do it right, right? Yeah, So, yeah, so, yeah. so that's <laughs> like that. But then, but if you're a new actor, you're on set. Like I learned I, uh, when I first started, um, I was in the San Francisco market. It's a small market, right? So they would do a character description like me, tall, Latino, fat guy, right? <laughs> so I'd go to the auditions. It's like five guys. I'm like, oh, I got this easy, yeah, right? yeah. And I would get a lot of stuff up there, commercials and some indie movies. Um, I came down here. It's like freaking 200 guys like me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> forget this junk. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, nah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna do it. You know, yeah. so I, I'm not. I'm not an audition type of guy, so I don't do them. But as a director, as someone, a producer that brings them in. They qualify because they had the skills, so they came, they're on set. Mm -hmm. Have a good attitude. Be a player. Work, you know, work with everybody. Don't be a jerk. You start being a jerk. I've been around talent where they get stupid and I'm like, eh, we probably won't have them again. Then what sucks is that someone will ask me, Hey, have you worked so and so? Mm. I have. I won't say what happened, but I won't work with them again and they're like okay that's all i need to know yeah. mm-hmm. and you do that because you have to protect your sets you yeah. don't want someone causing tension yeah because that blows it for everybody yeah it's exactly. already tension as it is yeah it's yeah. already but, stressful yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. already stressful so now you and there, to yeah that. there's times that we have a let's say the scene is supposed to be stressful so i know and i do this too that you know we'll intentionally make it stressful start <laughs> you know? making noises yeah. and yeah. stuff yeah we'll no. like get irritated. we'll pretend like we're mad like uh, uh echoes world or cinema killers they were telling me how they just produced this amazing short. Uh, Sonia Balcazar. It's called Addicted to You. You can see the trailer on our Instagram and our Facebook. Um, but there was she she's the actress on it. She's the executive producer too. But L V, the director, was telling me how they were playing her because she's trying to reach out to the other actor, mm-hmm. Anthony Fernandez. And they told Anthony, Don't don't respond back. The <laughs> and they're telling him so that she could get frustrated and upset because yeah. the scene was she's supposed to be angry and upset so he finally pops in and he's a professional right he's done stuff with adam sandler and, yeah. and kevin james and all that and so he's like man i felt like bad but they're telling me not you to gotta, respond yeah, right so she moment. gets so he, he gets on set and she's like at that in. <laughs> but then the director's like okay take that and put it in there put it in there and that's what they got so huh. stuff like that will happen and after you laugh about it
0: but um, yeah,
1: it's like, yeah. at the yeah. time a day. Yeah, you're creating this tension and that's so yeah. But, but to me is don't be a jerk, be flexible and work hard. Yeah. Work. definitely don't be a hoochie either. That's the other thing. Hoochie. Like what, what do you mean by like, What do you mean by Hoochie? Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't try don't to with the whole crew. A Hoochie mama? Oh, like a Hoochie right? mama? Yeah. Like yeah. mama. Don't be a Hoochie Mama, man. Or oh, be a Hoochie yeah. Papa, yeah. yeah like, don't hooch your way to the top. No, don't, don't, don't be a Dottie. Don't your way
3: to
4: the
1: top. You don't don't do that because it's like those <laughs> those days are over, right? Yeah. Don't be a daddy. Harvey Weinstein Chicanos or nothing like that, right? To me, it's like, no, man, you be professional. You don't have to flirt your way or, or throw yourself around to, to, to get a role because I promise you, if you do that, there's gonna be some dirtbag or some girl that's gonna take advantage of that. Yeah. But if you suck as an actor, you're not gonna get the role. Yeah. Yeah. And you're gonna be all upset, but I did this and that like no, that you did it because you told you. A but of, you're not going to ruin this whole project because you suck as an actor. Yeah. You know? So, and one bad actor can ruin the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to me, it's like walking with integrity, with character, with a great attitude, and be prepared, and yeah. then you're going to open a lot of doors. You know, and mm. uh, there's a lot of roles out there. You don't always have to be the the lead. Yeah. Man, be content to be. Be a a lower supporting role, and, you know you will yeah. grow into being a principal. Definitely.
2: You know? Also, I have a friend who's also into the. He's he's part of like the crews that like he's into the he's in the film industry and like show industry. Mm-hmm. So he works on the crews that like you know help like that set up the stage, set up the lights and the oh, yeah, cool. and the sound and stuff. Yeah. And what I've learned is, uh, if you want to be get into that type of stuff, no matter where you are in the film industry. Uh, you need to learn how to have patience as well. Cause oh. he he works 16, 18 hours. Mm. Eighteen hours the most, but yeah, he works on average twelve to sixteen hours every day, almost every yeah. day. Yeah. So you have to have patience. If it's something you love to do, you, it's not You're gonna feel of, that long. Yeah. But like you need to, if you want something, if you don't really have that much patience, you need to learn to have patience. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Know, a lot yeah. of hurry up
1: and wait. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. times that when they're rolling, everybody's quiet. Don't move. Don't say nothing you're just quiet and you're waiting and once they say cut take a break you can do whatever everyone's farting Someone, someone's biting a, yeah. Yeah. a yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, I do that all the time yeah. 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 You the producer different some directors would like to have like 40 takes on one thing or 20 oh. takes and then there's like there's one I know it's famous that uh, Clint Eastwood if he directs two, one or two takes that's yeah. it because really? yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to waste his time Oh wow! Yeah, he's big,
1: anyone that works for him, they, and I, 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 what did I? His one of his DPs. I did a commercial with his daughter, and so the mom was there, and they all knew him cleaning so really well, right? Yeah. So they're telling me all this stuff like how he is. This is a sweet guy and all that, but you better come prepared. So he works yeah. with all these big dog actors, yeah. right? and they're like nervous. And the challenge is to work with him is great because. You gotta get it with on the two first takes. or second time. Yeah, oh, yeah. you not get it. Matt, that adds more Dane, pressure. Matt yeah.
2: Dane was talking about it because when he made, he made he made that film Invictus, Clint sort Eastwood of directed it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The rugby one. Mm-hmm. On so he said that it was a scene where um, he, it was like a, it was like a, you know, um, emotional scene or whatever. And he said his line, and he was like, "Hey, I just thought maybe I should say this." Like he was trying to think of a better, like a little different dialogue, or he said that he could have done it better. Yeah. And he's like, "Why?" So, you can waste everyone's time? <laughs> I was like, cut, print. And I was like, cut, print, let's go, next scene. Let's go. And he was like, oh, okay. I yeah, feel like yeah, I, yeah. he learned there, like, yeah, it's one or two takes and that's it. Dude. You got to yeah, get it right. And like, to even if you have, have a better idea or like, you, you feel like you could have done it better, he's like, why are you trying to waste everyone's time? Yeah. If, you come to, if you come to work, you better be ready to work. Yeah, no mistakes. Yeah. The,
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the only time I saw that were like, like when you're working with stand up comedians, like right? when I'm working with actors, they're going to come prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we, we did some, a project last March. And there was one actor, it's crazy, he came all the way from Vegas and he wasn't prepared. And we could tell, so I had to pull him out. Dude, what do you need? Get these things uh, memorized. Yeah. We had to break for an, an extra hour of lunch just so he can get that figured out, right? So that was super annoying. He's off our list, right? Okay. I mean, that's just how it is, he wasn't prepared. But then I've noticed when I'm working with stand up, stand-ups mm-hmm. are different. They freaking don't even try to put a line in them because the magic with a stand-up comedian, is that with the improv? Yeah, mm-hmm. so when we were shooting Rochata with Oat Milk, it was hilarious because you had Anthony Fernandez, who was a trained thespian level actor, and then you have Concrete and you have <laughs> <Jerry> Garcia, <laughs> yeah. right, and these are stand ups, right? And Dunos, right? <laughs> Jay Valentino, these are influencers, right? So you have a trained actor like Anthony Fernandez and you have all these influencers that they're, well, they're just spontaneous and they're you know yeah. improv. So to get that rhythm going, you know, they had to figure that out because yeah. mm. uh, the trained actor is waiting for you. They know your the, the line queue. Yeah. Yeah. The queue. They no, not they just their lines, they also know your yeah. lines. And then you come yeah. up with some crazy they're like, uh I what you <laughs> say. But it was cool. Everyone found the rhythm. It was the magic of that. I mean, it, it was really exciting to see. But I've noticed that some of the stand-ups to me, they're uh, I would, if I was directing or when I'm going to direct another with them, I would be like, let me, this is what I wrote, let me see what you can do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's magic in that. So, but so stand ups are the only ones I would be, or influencers, maybe just a little bit more patient with. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming to me and you're an actor, well, then you better have your lines, memorized, yeah. And everybody yeah. else's lines, you know. All right.
2: I think that's why a lot of Martin Scorsese movies are really brilliant because he, I mean, he also works with like, you know, very professional actors, but he also loves and he, he allows a lot of improv.
4: Yeah, like in the
2: moment stuff, and that's why a lot of those scenes that there is that's been improv is like beautiful or perfect because on the sometimes you know people just got it they're like you know i think like i feel like if i say this is way better than what they wrote yeah if it comes from inside that's yeah. that's the
1: beauty so i i mean i know some directors want the script probably like clint is because he was involved in that yeah. but i lean more on the side well let me see what you can do yeah. and if it comes from inside and it's like all right this is cool
2: you know you yeah. fit the emotion and all that. Yeah. that yeah you know what's
1: funny is i i saw um blood and blood out right you guys saw blood out, right? mm-hmm. yeah out right. so, so, yeah. carlos he plays popeye i love carlos he's a he's a freaking amazing actor he's a he's a thespian actor right from Mm -hmm. from panama and so we were at the East LA Film Festival, and uh, there was some homies there, right? These homies were there. See Popeye, right? Popeye, I yeah. To say <laughs> <you're> <laughs> out, right? And all these homies are there and stuff. And then uh, so, you know, pa- uh, Carlos is up there, and a couple of the others are talking about Blood In, Blood Out, the story, the background, all that. And then he, uh, someone asked him, "So tell me, how were you able to develop that character?" And Popeye, he's, I mean, Carlos, he's a trained actor, mm-hmm. so he's like, so it was like. You know, when you get the sound coming from a cello, and I'm a Desfian, <laughs> uh Shakespearean actor, and he's just like, yeah, he's going a professional, yeah, right? Yeah. But I look to my right, and the little homie's <laughs> like, Oh wow, they expected <laughs> Popeye, right? Yeah, they're yeah. there to meet this homeboy, fellow gang member, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, Oh wow, that looked into my lab I told my daughter, Check out that dude They're like, Oh wow,
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> they were disappointed. Yeah, yeah, they were like,
1: What? what? He's like, I'm a thespian actor, and and he's amazing, yeah. right? But he's and he was who he was. And then, but these homies
0: were like, I and thought you were Popeye, that's how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt with um. You're from you're all familiar with Super ego. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know his homie, uh, you know Sleepy Brown. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, I remember, god.
0: yeah, we had him on the show, and I, I we grew up watching Sleepy Brown, and so we we grew up watching Alex, and but I never seen him as Alex, <laughs> I only seen him as Sleepy Brown. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny when we first when he first when he first came to the show, that was the first time ever seeing him as Alex, and he was like, "Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys doing?" Oh my yeah, god! And yeah. I was like. Oh, you're a whole different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so
2: funny seeing like that. You, you the, get it?
1: Like, wait, oh, wait.
2: Like, no, it's not just, it's both of them. Even Eric, Eric, Eric and oh. Alex, like yeah. it's funny because um we filmed with them one time. Mm-hmm. We're all in the uh, over there with them, and then like mm-hmm. just you know when we well, of course when we all met up you know just them you know super cool super you know just a vibe everything's cool. Then inside they start, start putting the clothes on right, and then bam out of nowhere they start saying record. Totally different person, yeah. yeah. Like character. the character is the fact that they've done that character for so long. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's just it just yeah. hits right away, yeah. and it's funny because. You know them as just themselves, Eric and Alex. And then you know them as the characters, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ego and C.B. Brown. And it's just funny because Alex is a totally different person from his character. And it's yeah. just so yeah. funny. And
1: you see the professionalism. Yeah. Like, These yeah. guys are freaking awesome, yeah. right? And then you meet them on the like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what
2: anyone says. They're professionals, dude. I don't care what anyone says. When, you,
0: when they're going, because I remember when we were doing the videos, I was like, bro, is this,
2: is this scripted? scripted? Yeah. It's all improv. It's literally it's all, all improv. improv. Everything's dude. improvised. Big yeah. time, big they're time. They're hilarious.
0: Yeah. yeah, he
3: was telling us. that He's just like, all right, so we're going to do this figure out how to do it and then they just jump in yeah right? just jump in yeah, jump yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we felt i felt like a little fish the day we were doing that it was like <laughs> fish crazy out of water. improv i was like yo where's like, my life that's not
4: my cue that's not my cue <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Like,
0: damn so no. i have one i have like a really big question for like people also there's also a personal question for me because i want to know too yeah. but like uh so I, i'm a writer i like getting things i like i like I want to make movies, right? I want yeah. to do all that stuff. I know there's people watching, too, that they have movie ideas, yeah. but they don't know what, like how to start, where to get investors, or like just how to make yeah, the movie how happen. It, how to take the next step. Yeah, steps. yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is what I always tell them. This is what I've done like with myself, too, right? Um, the first thing is is pop the bubble that you're going to write the next $20 million script. Mm. You're not. Yes, And now you might have the $20 million idea, uh-huh. you will, but no one's going to give you a new writer that has zero credits, 20 million bucks, and put. they're not going to do that. Yeah. So what you got to do is start taking the steps, right? So you already know how to write a short film, mm-hmm. right? So, and you know, basic uh, formatting skills. Yeah. So the first thing I do is like, uh, and actually I was, I was, yesterday I was mentoring this guy on how to get right. He He sent me a cool guy. Same same um, story. I've been wanting to get into this. I've been got caught up, did some time, and this is on IG, right? So we're DM, DMing, and he says, "Can I send you a sample of my writing?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> so he sends me this cool story, right? So then I said, I hit him back on email. I said, "Okay, now this is your next steps." I send a link to Amazon. I said, "There's a book called Save the Cat."
0: Oh yeah, Save the Cat.
1: Ten bucks. I said, "This is where it starts. Buy that book." Yeah. Buy that book, master that format. And the other thing is then I sent them a link to Celtics. Celtics is a free yeah. online script writing. I said, master those two things. I said, master those, write five short films, and then you hit me up at the end of February. Mm. right Now, for a beginner, that's the best steps. Save the cat, go to Amazon, 10 bucks. Celtics, C-E-L-T-X.com. Learn that format. So once you've got those things nailed, then the next step is to write what I call a producible script horchata with oat milk what what attracted me to that because jeff ray as he's echoes world he said uh tight budget i get it i said you know he says there is some for a writer i said that's cool but i don't as long as you commit to me that it's going to be produced Mm -hmm. i want to because i hadn't i've got scripts and nothing nothing's been produced yet and i wanted to be a produced writer yeah so there's people with ideas and there's people with scripts and there's people with produced scripts so you want to get to that level so uh for feature films right and yeah. we could do all shorts on but feature film so i took advantage of that and i said bro i'm down with it i don't care what even uh on set uh, you know i produced but they had it all nail. i was just a COVID guy yeah so people and i wasn't a very good one, i'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. people come up and like i shoot them in the head and then they, yeah, go, they on go and i forget on. about it right so um <clears throat> so we shot it but the what i wanted out of that was to be a produced writer So the budget was tight and it was small, but it got made. So it's a feature Mm -hmm. film coming out with some great players in there. So what's the next step for you is write a script that you could shoot here at your mom's house
4: mm.
1: and you know, not that not no the studio you shoot here in the studio <laughs> right and you you and you shoot in this neighborhood because yeah. it's you you can do whatever you want in this neighborhood yeah. right and you make a movie yeah. right and you could do it you have gear here right this camera's here you got sound equipment uh you can bring in players people help i can come and help you yeah. and we just make a movie it doesn't cost if you put people together and they're down to be a part of a collaborating, that's a term when you mm-hmm. hear that yeah. we're collaborating, that means no one's getting paid, yeah. but we'll eat and mm-hmm. we'll make something. So you collaborate with people and get yourself, you as the writer, Bring someone else in to be the director. You tell them, look, we'll get you that credit. Mm-hmm. Bring someone else to be the producer, right? And you just say, let's all get ourselves that one credit for a feature film. Stick yourself on IMBD. There's a movie. It's on Chicano Hollywood, right? So automatically you have a streaming platform that's going to uh, stream it for you, right? So it's mm-hmm. all there already. So yeah. you have all the pieces already to do it. What's the next step?
0: Execute.
1: Execute, dude. So, get it done. so write your script. So you, if you have a script right now that's a $10 million budget, put it away. Damn. I want you to write something <laughs> that would that you could shoot for what 10 grand
0: yeah
3: and that's easy like a to drama do. like like yeah, yeah. the whale did you yeah. see the whale? Yeah yeah bro that, that thing was taken in, a, in, in a, <clears throat> an yeah. apartment yeah see one location it was that, one location that's the one key. room, two rooms yeah. two hours and a hallway yeah one a Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you could the, the easiest two is a horror. No, I don't like horrors. That me. I scared the I yeah, guess yeah, I, I want to be part of the like <laughs> I don't like horrors. <laughs> What's easy about a horror is that the star uh-huh. is the horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't ever have stars in horrors the star because the, horror. the star is the horror. Mm, but again, I don't But but or or you could do a comedy, right? If you get the right guys together you could do some like a little company-based comedy, but look at the resources you have and if one location is always best. Remember every time you move to another location, it's called a company move. So if you try to do two locations in one day, it's still going to take two hours of your day to go to yeah. set up and all that stuff. Yeah. So just shoot the crap out of the locations you have. Do it in one.
4: Yeah.
1: Do it here in your studio or do it uh, maybe at your mom's house down the street or whatever it might be. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> but, but the biggest thing is just do it. Yeah. And you could do it for cheap. And then once you're a producer writer when you're writing scripts and you're looking for investors, they'll say, have you have anything produced? Yep. Kinda and where's it at? Stuff. It's on a streaming platform.
0: Oh, that's better. See? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they
1: say, did you get your money back? Well, not from that streaming platform, but you know. But the idea is like we have ads running on ours, so we're doing our best to create the ecosystem for yeah. it. But I, I, I built that streaming platform so that our filmmakers can say, instead of saying it's on YouTube or mm-hmm. Vimeo, it's on a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. And that's why I built it. That's great. And I was my one of the biggest honors I had the other day was I had a filmmaker hit me up for a LOI, and he said, uh, "Hey, I'm talking to investors. They just want to know where it's going to go. Can you give me a letter of intent? That'd be hard to do." I said, "Nah, dude, write it, and then I'll sign it." Yeah, I'm I'm good. So um, that and then that was why I built this thing so that our filmmakers can say we have a streaming platform that will give us a letter of intent. Had another guy hit me up. He was, "Hey, we have this movie coming out." Uh, but we got to get some of our money back do what I can. Get. Let's do a pay per view. You guys do all the marketing, I'll put on market too, and I have the option to do pay per view. We'll set the price at whatever, 10 bucks. And their total budget was like 25 grand. Mm. So I'm like, to make 25 grand? I mean, yeah, yeah let's, I mean, we'll push it and push it along. That I can't guarantee you can get all 25 grand, but I will say that let's push the we can. If you can get 10 or 15 out of our platform and then put it on Amazon, put it on Tubi, put it on all these others. You'll get your investors' money back. It might take them a year. It's usually about a year to 18 months for that mm. to mature, right? So, um, but at least I know I have that option to offer filmmakers. Yeah. That's good. And it helps them raise money, you that's know? Really so good. Yeah. that's that's how so producible script,
0: that's the key. And get it on Chicano Hollywood. Yeah,
1: uh, that's yeah, the key. That's the, number, the key. And then and then I don't the need key to success. The yeah, yeah, that's the major. One. But I don't do uh, exclusive, I'm non-exclusive. Uh like I tell filmmakers look, dude, put it on here. But let's say Netflix says, okay, we want, but we want exclusive. I said, dude, if you got that, you you call me, text me, and I'll shut it off. And then so you tell me, yeah, it's exclusive for you, and I'll shut it off for of ours. Because I want you to be successful. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I so like I'm a totally stuff. filmmaker. I like side. that. I don't lock anyone in. Yeah. But if I put money into it, no, heck, no, bro.
4: to my my check out. first too. Yeah,
1: my check
2: first, and so, then it's good. I feel like you can do it. bro. That yeah. bro. makes sense. I feel like you really can do it. Like you put your mind to it, you work hard on that script. I feel like you do it. Because honestly, like really good examples of like movies that are super low budget that was nowhere near a million dollars but became very big. Because of it One good example Is like a comedy That you said Napoleon Dynamite No, exactly. oh,
4: yeah. Super <laughs> low budget yeah. That's all I
2: was thinking About the yeah, whole Super low funky. budget And it became very big the and biggest, made a lot of money yeah. Another a good example Like you said The horror franchise One of like the most Cheapest movies they made And it became oh. A bit like A million dollar uh, Franchise Saw saw. Oh, the really? first yeah. Saw movie Was oh, yeah. super low budget yeah. To the point where One of the I think writers Or producers Was one of the actors In the movie The main characters In the movie It's the other white guy The skinny one uh-huh. That's why you could tell Like his acting Wasn't that great In the movie Because
0: he was one of the Because he
2: was one of Like the writers Or producers I forgot what he was But they threw him in They threw him in Because yeah. they had no one They had not have enough dude, Budget to a, get another actor I, I do that all the time yeah. I'll
1: just jump in Like okay no, I'll, I'll do it <laughs> Yeah, yeah really but look cool, at that yeah.
2: Super low budget yeah. That they had to Use one of the writers Or pro- I forgot what His position was But they put him in there mm-hmm. And it became a, like, a, like a super like a, 100 somebody. million dollar <laughs> freaking yeah. franchise man Yeah
1: and if you get The right people behind you Do what's called Guerrilla filmmaking Yeah oh, so guerrilla filmmaking That means you're taking oh, You don't need A lot of crew Pulling around Get your sound set up On your labs Get your camera out Get your one or two talent And go out to Freaking downtown San Bernardino Or Riverside Or wherever And just shoot it And keep shooting Until the cops come
0: And I guarantee you The other gun
1: Yeah I guarantee you The cops won't come You know Because they don't care Now if you do have a gun
3: Tell the cops, yeah. I had a funny story. We didn't tell, <laughs> no. we didn't tell the cops, so. we're in a, a sketchy ass like alley, too. There is
0: this one time I was doing a like a, a mock trailer with my friends. It was called um, it, it was like a, a parody of uh, Avengers, it was called Cholo War, Cholo Civil War. Oh, that was nice. actually a good one, I'm not gonna lie, that was pretty funny. That one. was yeah. sick, shout yeah. out Hugo, yeah. But uh, so we did we remade the we made, like, the uh, Avengers trailer literally second by second. So, like, you can see whatever is happening on the actual trailer is happening on the parody trailer, Drew, but with, that? like, Cholos. I need to see that. I'll show you. It's so yeah, sick. Yeah, it's and cool. we're doing it, and there's a scene where um uh we're, like, one of the actors, he's, like, bicycling down a, like, street. It's, like, a, an abandoned street. Not abandoned, but it's a street, like, out, like, in Fontana that no one, go, no one goes through. And then he's got, like, a gun on him, and he's just kind of just... He's driving, right? And it's a big-ass, like... Like M16 type oh gun. My God. And he's just kind of like that. And we're recording it. And then we're just okay, cool. Yeah, we're all done. And we literally all get in the car and then we like drive away. Like once we like turn the street, there's like a fleet of cops. Coming. Hard like seven cop cars, SUV cars, just like. Going right where we
3: were at, and we're like, "Oh
1: shit, they're deep and they're loaded." Yeah, yeah,
3: we they they had the safety off. Yeah, we got out just in time, but we're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, they came like,
1: "What?" Yeah, yeah. So when you do that, just get some big yellow signs. Just Mm -hmm. a a movie uh, filming. Yeah, just put it somewhere, and you're fine. You know that All it is is someone saw the dude with the gun, called, yeah, yeah. called oh, ASAP. Right. Yeah. So all, especially in this day and age of, it's like, like an old M
3: sixteen like that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. gun, yeah. yeah,
1: dude. So yeah, just get something to film and get a couple of people that say, put just, just, hold it, get stay out of camera and hold yeah. it. Yeah. Man, oh, filming. Yeah. But anytime you're working with weapons at all, you want to at least let one cop know. So, say, hey, we're, we're, we're filming gonna, out here. Gonna, we're just student filmmakers, you know, blah blah blah, and just you know, and then they will be especially if it's out of LA, Yeah. Out this way. They're, they're gonna be oh cool and they might even come park just to companies. oh I just check it out yeah yeah but you're going in L A like that forget it bro you're in trouble so yeah I you heard you get a actual license and oh you have yeah. to you got to get yeah, cops because yeah. it it's crazy it's dangerous but yeah it's dangerous. out here I think you guys uh, there's a flexibility out here but just make sure you're informing the right people yeah, we don't need yeah.
0: permits out here yeah,
1: yeah. oh <laughs> oh <God. laughs> twenty permits <laughs> for to, nothing not yeah. even to park oh my gosh I'm gonna put a studio out here bro bro yeah, yeah, there's so many warehouses you can
2: that's what we were talking about dude yeah
1: to me it's like that be I feel
2: it's easier when it's like a um like small crew because it's a small amount of people you don't need a permit but when of course when there's like a big production there's a bunch of people oh yeah You definitely gotta yeah. have a permit for sure yeah yeah and, yeah. and th-
1: that, the thing about it and i understand why if you get you got a bunch of film trucks coming you're taking parking bunch you're blocking lights. businesses from doing business and also you gotta go and just be courteous right yeah. but if, to me you can get with a running gun crew you yeah. can just get a lot done i'm shooting yeah. a docu-series with uh with the nonprofit in uh in LA mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's basically gang members learning how to become stand-up comedians. Oh, interesting. It would be fun to do. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, how do we do this? I don't want to bring in a big crew. So there there's only five of us and the five of us are going to shoot this really awesome docu-series. We don't need a big crew for that. Yeah. So just with you three and maybe one or two others, you can freaking do some serious content. A lot of it has to do with the technology. We mm-hmm. can run our own sound now. We can run our own cameras. We yeah. can do all that stuff. It's always good to have people trained on how to do it. So it comes out clean. So make sure you got that figured out. But you don't need, like, I've I've, I've done movies at two and a half plus million dollar movies, right? I had like 50, 50 crew and I had like 75 background art. That was huge. Damn. Cool. And I was all over Sheesh. the northern parts of New Mexico, yeah. right? that was a lot i oh. had trucks i had everything so that was a freaking last three months of misery wow. <laughs> but we got the movie yeah then. i got the movie but yeah film. but that's different so what you can do what, to me it's like just get it done get yeah, the just credits right produce a feature film yeah 85 minutes
0: you guys do 85 minutes for oh, sure yeah and do parody
1: yeah pa- parodies are fair <laughs> dude that's you can do anything. scary movie had five yeah. of them yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: or six. And, and it's legal you can do anything parody and that's funny let dude. me show you our parody the cholo infinity war oh yeah yeah it's directed by my friend Statue Git. Shout out Hugo Pimentel. Shout out to Hugo Zaponte. There was yeah an idea. So this is second per second for the music. video. I mean the actual trailer. A group of
2: homies fool to see if we can become something more. Chingon. <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, oh that's
2: oh, Saul right there? That's, yeah, that's yeah.
1: little Saul. Oh yeah yeah. That
4: they never could. Huh?
2: I love this part yeah, right here. That's crazy. That's crazy right there. Oh, heck yeah. This is cool. That's, that's, that's.
4: actually yeah, pretty good. Cool. Well, I like that. <laughs> that. they did that. In time, you will know what it's like to lose, rules.
2: To feel so desperately that you're right. You to fail all the same, <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: Ready?
1: Oh, that was it. a gun. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it was probably snipers on Rose. I got him. Should I take a shot? Eat all defenses, moves. And bring this man a chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: my God, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that part always Whoa, was. Took uh, a little jump, yeah, yeah. bro. Like it's something
3: one considers when balancing the universe.
4: Just put a smile on my face. Part of it.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, if you could do that, right? right, would that take you? One, two days?
0: Uh it's about like a week, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay
3: because <laughs> you know, there's two, like a lot of people in scheduling yeah, schedule yeah it's a lot less scheduling okay okay yeah, yeah. okay
1: so right, that makes sense okay so you you get that crew those actors whoever and you give yourself 10 days and you shoot it in 10 days you do 8 pages 8 to 10 pages per day depending on your scenes yeah but you get it done in 10 days you say guys we're gonna do this everyone's gonna get how were you get the crews and the credit and all that stuff you feed them good so it's gonna cost you about let's say you have total 20 people involved in this thing it's so it's going to cost you to feed them every day it's twice a day right you tell them come make eat breakfast before yeah, you yeah. come to set well, expect low caesars yeah <laughs> your, your, your 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 little film family here you yeah. can freaking do a parody you can uh-huh. do something like that so if you did that you could make a funny movie the cholo movies yeah. they always are funny dude so They're to fun. me it's like do a do a parody of Blood In, Blood Out. Imagine, bro, you'd be hated.
0: I know. I'll be. I was about to say. I think would be hated. You'd be. It's like talking about the beating in Water I mean, yeah. Like, yeah don't fuck with that. You would be hated with blood, blood In, Blood Out, bro, bro. You
1: can't. Bro, can't but but with it. it would be but hilarious, Avengers? though. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd be hilarious. But anyways, yeah. To me, it's like you guys got the skills already. Bro, and he it's, jumped like the Hulk.
3: Yeah, That <laughs> yeah. was just yeah. a
1: little <laughs> jump. Bro. I knew it was. I knew it
3: was the Hulk before even knowing it was the Hulk. Yeah. To me,
1: that's like you guys got the skills. To me, it's like the only reason you're not doing it is because you're not doing it. I
0: I put on Instagram That we'll be having you on And ask people If they have any questions Uh-oh. So we got some questions
4: <laughs>
0: <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> So let's see Um, Go through it um, Let me just find Because there's a couple So let me find some cool ones
1: When I was on American Cholo Someone asked me about The George Lopez Paul Rodriguez Tension I'm like that's none of my business, man. It's like it's like two tios don't like each other. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, you know? What do
3: you do? You mind your business? Yeah, mind your business, man. That's on them, you know? they're,
1: they're like two tios fighting for the terrenos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To cool. me, I think they're both amazing people, and I love what they've done for our community. Yeah. So yeah. I respect them both.
0: You know? So what are some genres you enjoy filming, and which ones are the most difficult to film?
1: Comedy, 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 comedy. I love comedy. Uh-huh. Um, to me, that's the most... Uh, the most that's the most fun because you're cracking up the whole time and yeah. the sets are always fun you know you're just friends having making a fun movie uh the ones i not in a hurry to do but i'll still do is will be more of your uh your over dramatic ones uh-huh. you know um although we need those um but they're boring you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah, so, yeah. so when it comes to me going to set and having fun I love comedy, comedy, you know, and yeah. I would always lean that way. As a writer, though, I do write drama really good too, though. So I just don't like to be on set with them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so it's very dramatic. dramatic. Yeah, all so you're yeah. sad the whole day. Yeah, yeah like, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah.
0: This one's pretty cool. How does uh, how do you find film composers or people who do your music for the films? You.
1: Especially, I'll help you. Whoever's asking that, dude, I get hit up all the time by composers. Oh, really? there's so many people that want to get in the game, uh-huh. and I they send me samples. They send me. They just want to get their credits, and that's why I'm like, whatever we could do to help people get their first credit. So there's composers that want to get their first credit. Now yeah. you're gonna come across some that that they're freaking awesome, and there's one homie, Chicano dude, he does like the trailers for all the players, and. He's he's expensive for them, but he's down for us, you know. And cool. he's like, whatever you need, bro. So there's gonna be people that are at a higher level that want to help. I was just at a post production house, and uh, Jesus and Abby, uh, they they gave me the tour. These guys do like all the big TV shows and stuff. And they said, they Jesus told me, hey, look, because I, I said, bro, this is this is big budget because they got Disney, they have MGM, they have uh, Warner, all there. And he goes, dude, nah, nah, that's why we're having you here because it's for us. Yeah. So don't worry about budget right now. If it's Michael, that's cool. So there's always going to be people at the top that, that want to come down and help. So mm-hmm. that's what's good. The other thing is there are composers that if you put up or if you send it to me and say, hey, we need a composer, I'll put it up for you. And we need a composer. Blah blah blah. You'll get people submitting saying that they they that's, want to do it. That's so dope. I get them from freaking Europe. We want to be oh, part really. of your your Chicano Hollywood. I like, mean, Know what sick. a Chicano is? <laughs> so, Chicano worldwide. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, is that mainly yeah. just
2: making your own music, basically? For the yeah, 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 that's cool. the
1: other thing too. Is that you know, there's uh, there, you there's a lot of music producers in our community, mm-hmm. and what you want them to do when they're composing, they're scoring, mm-hmm. all this what we heard in your trailer right now, you pull the scores. And so it's, it's that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it does take skill, which don't be afraid to give people opportunity, but Mm -hmm. it does take skill for them to sit there and compose a, like a horror they got to... There's certain frequencies that, that get in people's minds and make them mm-hmm. scared, so they know those as they grow, they'll learn those oh, skills, right? Sure, yeah. You could YouTube that stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if it's dramatic, you know, the piano playing, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. there are people that... that I mean, there are, it does take skill for people to create the mood. If it's a Western or if it's a, a gang movie or a sci-fi, there's they different the, sounds. Yeah. So that takes uh, skill, but... To me, I'm like, how do we get this person that wants to grow into that? Once you give them the assignment and you say, "This is what I want. These are the samples I want." Now you find it, and then they dig deep. You know, if they really want to do this, yeah, they get on get YouTube it. and look at movies and they're like, "Okay, I can do this," and, yeah. and it works. So yeah. if they really
0: want it, they'll get it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then dropping in like uh, music in there too now. If you say okay, we want this type of music. Like I, I have a movie that I wrote. It's called. It's, it's it's based on my my high school years, right? But I have mm. all the '80s music in there, right? Yeah, all the yeah. freestyle, Lisa Lisa, Debbie Deb, uh, uh, Shannon. I have all the freestyle, right? Yeah, Stevie B, right? Yeah. And, I have, and then, but I also like uh like uh, Careless Whisper. Yeah. So Careless Whisper, just for me to get that, like. I think it was like thirty seconds, like one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna wait till we do that one. You know, so so that's my pet project. When I'm done, I'll I'll do that one. So does a
2: composer do that? Like, let's say let's say a composer. So what is it called when someone? Let's just say the whole movie is just. Uh songs that have already been made. What is That's what? a music supervisor. Oh, okay, there you go. And you
1: yeah. want that person to be connected to labels and oh, so on. Okay. If you want mainstream songs, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. So for your first yeah. beginning projects, no find Closes. there's a lot of people, like, especially in our community, we, we launched Chicano Hollywood Musica, which we're trying to build underneath uh people that are in the music industry, right? So a lot of those guys they want their pro their music in movies. So mm-hmm. they'll collab with you. Remember I said collab means mm-hmm. you're doing yeah, it for free. Yeah. You know, and then you just, you're giving them a shout out. You're putting their music in a movie, you know. Um, there's people who do that. Now, as the higher they get, of course, they put time in the They're going to want something. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's so so many of these people that are at that higher level that are they're just down to help, too. So don't be afraid to ask, either. I was talking to a, a filmmaker in Houston, and he said, I asked so-and-so, and I don't want to say his name because in case it doesn't go through. But I'm like, okay, now that guy is, he wants he's a Chicano rapper. I said, that guy's at a higher level. So I said, make sure you get your legal work done, get an agreement going, how much seconds you want. I kind of gave him tips on what to do with it. I said, but from what I know, I've never met him personally, but we do DM on uh, IG. I said, from what I hear, he's a great guy, and if he's down to help you, then just tell them, but just give them a lot of love. Just yeah. shout them out. And so there are people that will work with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm always about, give the people on the bottom a shot, but there's music supervisors, there's composers, there's scoring, there's Foley. Foley is when you're walking yeah, and you hear the crazy. leaves crunching. Mm. Yeah. so That's cool. Sometimes it doesn't get picked up on the mic, yeah, but so you have to add that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Foley too, so there's different things. But
0: I, I got two more for you. So how do you handle actors that make it difficult to work with?
1: So if you're already on set, it's a done deal. You're here. Work. You have a crew there. Uh, you know, I have a huge. If I have a huge crew on a big project, I means I'm spending thousands of dollars yeah, yeah, for yeah. that day. I need this actor to chill, right? So, so what I do if they're being stupid? Normally, I'll just pull away. Hey, like, what's up? What's going on, man? You cool? What's mm-hmm. happening? Most of the time, there's something personal that's going on. Um. So you help them figure that out. Do they need a half hour to, to rest and yeah. make a phone call? Dude, take it. Don't worry. Every we'll be back in thirty. Just break everybody. Right. So you want to help whatever's going on now. If it's tension between the director and the actor, well then you say, okay. You tell the actors if if there's this tension and you could tell who's being difficult. If it's the director or the actor, whoever it is, you say, okay. Look, we're here. You see all these people. Ready to work, mm-hmm. and every hour you extend this, we're going to overtime. I said, you need to let me know. Do you want me to replace you? So, but if you're already like halfway through the movie, you can't replace the actor. Yeah, you know, but I can replace the director, right? Yeah. So, um, but so you just have to have that conversation. But it just depends, uh. you know. So you want to be able to, you're as a producer, you're walking in with the counseling heart. I'm, yeah. I was a pastor for twenty three years, so I I can walk in and chill things out, right? But um, but for the most part, you got to know where you're at. Uh, you can't shut the whole thing down, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's going to
2: cost you a lot of money, and yeah. it's hard to get everybody yeah. back because yeah. that doesn't always work. The you know? biggest example of that is Back to the Future. What happened back to? The Future? So basically, they filmed half of the film. Oh, they're almost kind of done with the film. It was like like it was like fifty to seventy percent done with it, and they had to fire the main actor because it wasn't. Um, um, I'm literally blanking on his name right now. Oh, Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox? It wasn't him the whole time. It was uh, a different actor named Eric something. I forgot his name. Oh, in the first one. Yeah, the very yeah. first one. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is he's a method actor and he's also more of a serious actor. Yeah. So he wasn't a comedic actor. So they they felt like everything was just off. His comedy timing was terrible. Everything. Ooh, so and they, but the thing was when they, when they when they wrote the script and everything they were going to like do casting. They wanted Michael J. Fox by the time he was he was uh, on a, he was um making a show. Uh, I forgot the name of the show. And the the yeah, creators comedy, and all that said comedy no cuz like yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they said no cuz they wanted him to be focused on the show. Finally they like you know all things align where they're finding. Like, look, like we really need him. We really want. him. We'll promise that hit your guys' show is first priority, and hit and the Back to the Future second. So,
3: oh yeah, he was doing both, right at the yeah, same both, time. Both. So he would sleep yeah. like two,
2: three hours yeah. every day for like filming for like ninety days, oh, something like wow. that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they had to like literally um, film the whole movie again without the. Um, the, the main the main heads knowing like the, yeah, the, the oh really oh yeah they had I mean, they, they had all to all behind that. their back because oh, all the money all oh, oh, the money yeah, yeah so yeah. it was extra money yeah. they lied about what the extra money was for and everything so yeah. they filmed everything again there's even some scenes in the movie where it's like maybe like the back of uh, um the character's head but it's not Marty him, but it's the other actor oh really yeah, the same so time, time. so <laughs> it just same time and it's I same need budget to look at that now. yeah yeah I remember seeing a whole there's a there's a series on Netflix it's about you know big blockbuster movies and like how was created mm-hmm. and a lot of the blockbuster movies that we know have, a, have had a lot of problems yeah. so back to future had a lot of problems with um the just the just yeah the, talent, the budget yeah, the talent the budget. and having to do everything all over again yeah, yeah. Home, home alone first one that same thing yeah they also couldn't, they couldn't hectic. That, one. that was a jaws so jaws, yeah
1: what i what i've learned in, in the stuff that we've done is like okay crap's gonna happen yeah just be prepared and yeah. as, a, as a producer you know you're there to Put the fires out as they come. Mm-hmm. And man, I've had, I've had strikes. You know, where I, I had the grips. They're like, we're done. And it was all had to do with. From the top because the top wasn't paying them. We had one one poor girl that hadn't got paid in a month, right? Oh, wow. And so they just they just locked the truck and and I mean I felt bad because I'm I'm the producer on set. Yeah. So we had to figure that out. We we were able to save the day. It took about two hours of negotiation. Yeah. But but you know, I'm, I'm I'm always like, Well, what's going on? What's happening? And then we haven't got paid. So, what? So then you call the home, we call the office. What's going on? Yeah. Oh blah, 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 blah. I said, dude, we're we're done, they're striking. So yeah. I've had that, I've had injuries, I have to take people to the hospital call the ambulance you know you're gonna have stuff right Uh, weather you know dude I was on a movie where we had all these poor uh, Native Americans they were playing Aztec uh, Aztec warriors freaking 20 degrees and they're in a freaking loincloth running through the desert and the Crazy director, he just wanted the DP. was a DP because now we got to do it again and do it again. And they made those poor guys do it like probably at least eight or nine times. Oh, they were warm by then. Oh my God, they were. <laughs> oh man, it was crazy. That day for me, it was a 23 hour day. Oh, yeah. so you want to get into this business? I mean, that get was a 23 hour day. And by the time we cleared up, that was our last day yeah. on set. I got there the day before, like at noon, I left at 11 in the morning the next day Jeez. so that's his business why the heck do we do it yeah. yeah. they they say that like they say, that, like,
4: know,
2: so. they say in, in film that mother nature can either be your biggest enemy or your biggest oh, friend because yeah. sometimes there's a scene where you need like a very like perfect sun, sunset drop <laughs> yeah. and it can be perfect for that yeah. scene yeah. but then sometimes the weather is just it's cloudy it's just, it yes. happens out of nowhere, maybe it rains out of nowhere, yeah. or like just too windy, and you need to film or that Sharknado. day, it just ruins Sharknado. everything. Sharknado. Yeah. Sharknado. You never know. <laughs> no, but to you your point, know. too, we, we, yeah. did
1: a, we did a movie with the Virgen de Guadalupe scene, right? And we, the, the DP had this specific vision, and I, I budgeted, okay, we can get this, there's only a couple lines, right? Yeah. Hey, go, you know, give this message, right? It should not be that hard. Mm-hmm. So you have what's called the golden hour, right? That's when the yeah. sun is right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So. I budgeted one day, get up there, shoot that. It's not that hard. Do a couple takes. You have a one hour to do it. Freaking took us three days because he, he wanted that, that yep. look. And I was pissed because <laughs> we would shoot what we had to shoot, and then we'd go back and do another take. Shoot what we had to do, go back. So it took us three days to climb this mountain. It was a pain. And I was so angry about it. I almost fired that guy. But...
4: It came out amazing. Trust the process. Trust yeah. the process. Now I'm like, oh, yeah,
1: that was yeah. my idea. You know?
0: <laughs> I got this crazy topic I totally forgot about. I was like, oh, this is going to be a crazy one. It's a little touchy one, but the thing that's going on with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't understand how. So he he's getting charged for
1: second degree, I think.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah. like if secondary manslaughter.
1: Yeah.
0: But he has, I don't think he has anything to do with giving a proper giving well gun? no it just a, how did
1: that go just your understanding of gun safety because he still had a real gun and if you have any kind of training i don't care if it's empty i don't care if it's broken you never point a real gun you at should, anybody yeah. mm. so he's from what i understand i saw all the videos and all that stuff right so like anybody else saw a campus i was there but from what i understand he had a even though the ad gave him the gun or whoever what group person gave on on every set whenever you have real guns or even fake guns, but real guns especially, you should have what's called an Armor An armorer is someone that's trained to to handle the guns. Uh-huh. They're the only ones that touch them unless the actor has them. No one in between should be touching them. And there should never, ever, ever be live ammunition on a set at all. Uh-huh. So because it's New Mexico, because of the whole vibe out there, it's a different vibe, right? So they were, from what I understand, shooting rabbits and all this stuff. So if you're shooting rabbits and you have a crew nearby, that means there's a live gun and it's, it's just not safe. Long story short, Alec Baldwin was given what's called a hot gun, and he said that it wasn't. He he was told it was cold. It doesn't matter. You still don't point a gun at someone and pull the trigger. Yeah, and he pulled the trigger and he shot the. I think the DP and the director, right? And the girl dies, right? And the other one got hurt. Um, so is he understanding how the law is now? Whatever, how New Mexico interprets it, second degree manslaughter. So he didn't. he didn't go there intending to kill anybody, so it's not first, degree. yeah, but it was still his actions that killed someone, mm-hmm. so there is a penalty for that mm-hmm. you know um you know he th- th- that's something that he had responsibility, for. Yeah. you know so there it's it's a tough one on our sets um when we've had armors, you know uh Jeff Ray is Echoes world, he's an armorer. he's a close friend of mine, uh, I just bring him, he has guns, he yells all that, and I said, dude, now when he works he'll they'll do the shooting scene, they sell cut. Then he jumps in and says, Okay, everybody stop. Do not move. Then That's him easy. and his team will go collect all the guns. And then they go back uh. to whatever. Then they reset. Then him and his team give all the guns back. So you don't let someone walk big and bad. Yeah, yeah. Walk like, the gun. Like, yeah, They the can't go way. to snack yeah. to, to launch with the gun. So it's very, very strict. Um and it and, and it sucks because what that those their irresponsibility made it hard for everybody else. Now yeah. we have stricter rules, but if it saves lives. You know, there was another case in um in Georgia. Where these guys, the producers went to prison, the AD went to prison because they set up a a nightmare scene. They put a bed on a bridge on a railroad track. But what you do with that is you call the railroad company. Can we do this? Make sure there's no trains. They did not call. They did (sighs) not call. And so they set this bed up. They're filming. And then around the band, they don't even put, I mean, if I was doing that right, not exactly. that I ever take risks, I don't take risks, but sometimes <laughs> I do. I would have sent PAs all the way down with radio saying, you look down like two, three miles, you look down like three miles and let us know if the train comes, yeah. right? Um, I don't do that, just so you know. Anyways, yeah. they didn't even do that. They just set up on a bridge. You ever walk on a bridge of a train track? It's freaking scary, yeah. right? So you have this crew with a big metal bed and a, a crew on there, probably at least 15, 20 people. And they're on this. They're shooting this. And the train comes. Oh so what do they God. do? Freaking every man for themselves. They just ran. The bed's there. So as they're running, the bed hits. Uh, the train hits the bed. The bed railing flips out and hits. I think it was the AD. No, not the AD. That was, it was... Uh, one, one of the other groupers, I don't remember who, but her name was Sarah. It hit her and killed her. So that is total negligence from production because they didn't get permission from the AD who should have made the place secure. I mean, there's oh. a, a line of command that you have to make sure. So, oh my yeah, the, don't, that's what I'm saying. Don't use your guns. Get a cop there if you're going to have a gun yeah. there. It's It's always safe. I mean, I... We're crazy, we take risks, but if whenever you have any kind of weapon, unless it's like a green, orange a green, squirt gun, yeah. you know, then, yeah, and they know, right, it's, right. yeah, like those blue ones, that's yeah. cool. But if you're going to come out there looking with a crazy gun, especially in this day, day and age of mass mm-hmm. shootings, mm-hmm. cover yourself because someone will shoot you. Yeah, it happens. I, I know another group that they were doing a, a pertaining like to doing a bank robbery oh. And they're by a the bank shooting that way. But the cops came. What do you think? Yeah, so, yeah. so to me, it's like the whole Alec Baldwin sucks because it's even a thing on set now Like, hey, we can't pull an Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. It's a joke now. Uh-huh. But uh, that's it's a real thing So yeah. you have to make sure you're safe because uh, it's a different world now, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, is he gonna do time? Probably He'd probably I mean, bail himself should, out. You know? Well yeah, he, he if he's if he's sentenced to some time there's no he won't be able to bail like um, if he gets arrested then he can bail until he goes to court. Yeah. But if he does time he's sentenced, I mean he needs to do something to really think about this.
0: <laughs> you
2: know? Yeah, you only bail yourself out when you're arrested. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What happened to uh then the same thing happened with the uh, what's that movie long time ago? The uh, The Crow? The Crow.
2: Yeah, something there with Bruce Lee, right?
0: Yeah. Was, Bruce, yeah, Bruce yeah. Lee's so kid.
1: They have so with those guns, no, they have these fake bullets. They have Bruce like Lee. a like a wad of paper or in something. there, uh-huh. something like that. So I don't know if his gun had a real bullet, but something similar, yeah. where they uh, they it was, shot it and he was close range and it killed him, yeah. you know. And with Bruce Lee, he got he got killed he that took, way. And then yeah. the yeah. biggest one, which when you're working with minors, that's the other thing. Anything. The rule of thumb is try not to work with minors or pets or water mm-hmm. right those three animals Minors and water is always a hard one so uh what's when the with kids back in the 80s or early 90s there was a movie being made that was like a spin-off feature of the twilight zone uh-huh. and they had an actor named vic morrow now vic morrow in the 60s was like this stud a actor he had a series called combat so it was really cool i remember as a kid seeing combat all the time right and uh he was on there, and they had two kids. They had a helicopter. Like, and it, was full, it was like at 2 in the morning. I'm on rule. You don't have kids on set at 2 in the morning. Yeah. But back then, it was whatever the director wanted. No director loss. Gets. Yeah, yeah, no loss. Kids are on set. Vic Morrow's on set. Helicopter comes, crashes. The Blade decapitates all three of the two kids and Vic Morrow. Boom. Yeah. Dead. Heads rolling. So that changed what? a lot. Where now, you have to have what's called a studio teacher. So if I'm going to have minors there, I have to have a studio teacher that's going to advocate for the kids. So if I'm a director and I say, okay, I want the kids around this car. It's going to come at 50 miles an hour. <laughs> they're going to say, no, 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 it's not going to happen. We will walk from the set. So yeah, they man. have the authority to pull the kids. They can't shut down my set, but they, but could they can pull, pull the kids. Yeah. No. So And they're there. And they you would think, well, the parents. But what happens is uh, my kids were child actors. And, you know, I always protect my kids. I yeah. don't care what they say. I'll walk and I'll punch someone else, right? Yeah. But there were some parents that do
0: whatever they say. They dude. see money. They see money, yeah, right? Yeah, and that yeah, happened.
1: Yeah. So they actually had to fire, I mean, hire or create a crew position that's certified by the state to come and advocate for the kids. It's and cool and it's even where you tell the parents, like, okay, you stay over there. We're going to take care of the kids. Damn. So it's a, it's a different it's cool. ball. Game. Also, a lot of it's reasons cool. why they
2: don't. a lot of people don't want to work with kids, unless it's like a kid-type show, is because... Kids under those laws are not allowed to work a certain amount of hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 When you once you turn eighteen, you're able to work as much hours as you need, as they need. You can work 18, 20, whatever hours. But for the kids, I think it's like I was like eight it's less. It's like if
1: you're if you're uh, it'll if you're like a little kid under ten, it's like they can do maybe two hours on set in front of the camera. Yeah. they could be on set four to six hours but in front of the camera maybe the most two or one like as younger okay. but as they get older once they're 14 15 16 they can do six hours uh, up to it? eight hours Dang. but they uh they you got to have like make sure you have the, the food the snacks homework all that kind of stuff yeah. you know and then of course and once you're an adult or you can, a 17 year old could be what's called emancipated and then they can be like an 18 year old oh, and dear. just do whatever yeah
0: wow this is uh um, we're getting close to the end of the show so, I definitely want to thank you for coming up, and you have accomplished so much and doing so much for the people. you definitely have some great advice. but what would be some advice you would give to your younger self?
1: True, my like, man, that fool I'd be like, "What the heck are you <laughs> thinking bro?" <laughs> so, I'd be like what one, one thing I would tell myself, my younger self, so i'm fifty five right now all uh-huh. right if I could go back now I, I had the I was a teenager in the eighties, right, so I had you know, that 80s life. Well, mm-hmm. you see on Breakfast Club, I had, right? Oh, but cool. Chicano style, right? Yeah. Um, and now I was raised in low culture, raised with as a kid in the 70s. As a kid, we had all that. But when stepdad and dad got, you know, dad died, he got over by a train, as a matter of fact. But, anyways, long story short. And stepdad got taken out. That happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then we were teenagers. So we got caught up. My older brother was a cholo, really good one. Now he's a pastor. My younger brother's a cholo, really good one. And he did 23. He was a lifer, right? He's out now. He lives here in Fontana. As oh, cool. fact. Um, he's got this fat house. I mean, they're blessed guy. He's a blessed guy. <laughs> Punk has more money than us. <laughs> he he did only the time, 23 years. I was not a very good cholo. I, t- I was there, right? <laughs> I was not a good cholo <laughs> at all. I was, I was 23 years. I mean, I was I was a teenager. My first car was a lowrider. I mean, I'm a lowrider. I have a 53 Chevy. I had a, I had a 4 fairlane. I mean, I, I was a lowrider, right? But I wasn't a good cholo. Um I made this mistake once, and I I regret it. When I was in in school, I got put in, you know, Cholos don't, they don't register for school for the next semester, right? Mm -hmm. You just show up. So seventh to eighth grade, eighth grade, I got put, or ninth grade, I got put in the drama class. And it was me and this other homie. And we're sitting there in class. We're in the theater, right? I remember the teacher's name was Mr. Ben Halton. He wanted, first day of school, everyone go up on the stage and do something. Do a monologue, do a, a say something, do a sketch, whatever. Now it was like High School Musical, right? So back in San Jose, they they had with the busing issue, so they bused mm-hmm. all of us homies from the hood to a, a school called Willow Glen and Markham, which is the nice white side of town, right? Yeah. So you had like three hundred of us surrounded by all these white kids, right? And we're like, what the heck? Because we were all Chicano world, you know, raised in the, in the barrio. And so we, that was all tough too, but we had racism, you know, I never got, I didn't even know what a spick was until some, some stoners <laughs> threw me against the wall and called me a spick. I'm like, yeah. what? Excuse me. What is that? I was like Popeye right <laughs> home. No, <I> mean, what <laughs> is that? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, you know, so my mistake was though, in that drama class, when it came to my homie's turn to go up on stage, you know, he got, he got stupid. He got crazy. F you. I'm not going to do this and F this class. And then walked out. And I stayed there. And I'm like, hmm, you know, I, I let him walk. Then it came down to my turn. Mr. Murillo, you're going to go up on stage. What are you going to do? Or Are you going to follow your friend?
4: Mm.
1: Now, I'm like, all right, he's gone. I'm going to do this. So, all right. So I went up on stage. All I did was say, hey, what's up? I'm Johnny Murillo. That's all I said. I got down and Mr. Manhattan told me, hey, you got something in you. Just don't quit my class. Don't follow your friend. Stay here. I'm like, okay, cool. And I thought, all right, no one knows. Yeah, I'm by myself. Yeah. So I went to my drama class and I got in a school play. My teacher, my Mr. Van Halen, came to me and he said, I want you to try out for the lead role. And I said, oh, heck no. Because if I did the lead role, I'm going to put my picture yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the poster and it's all over school and I'll get my butt kicked, yeah. right? And there's just no way. And mm-hmm. I, So I said no, and that was my regret. This guy opened a door for me oh. and he said, you can do it. And I said, no way. I can't. I can't. They all did auditions. It was like high school musical, man. All these white kids are just looking when they came, post them on the wall. Yeah. They all surround, eh, bah, 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 who got what, who got what? And I'm just in the back kicking, you know, You <laughs> know that, yeah, that yeah, stance. Yeah. I wasn't even good at that stance <laughs> <laughs> so, And then after they scatter, right, I go up and I'm just looking to see who got the lead role. And it was a kid named David Martin, that punk. And so <laughs> I looked at it and then I went all the way down and I said, third boy, Johnny Marillo. And I'm like what the heck? I'm in a school play. Dude, inside of me, I was like, "Heck yeah. High school musical stuff." Yeah, dude. I'm outside of me, I'm like, "Oh, crap." You know? <laughs> so, I just I just, I was in it. He put me in it no matter without an audition, and I got in it. I went to practices and we did two weekends with matinees. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell no homies. Yeah. I didn't tell my my better told my mom like 10 years ago. <laughs> and so, I didn't tell anybody. Um, because I knew they would. If I told my mom, she'd tell my to tell my yeah, cousins, and they all would go, go and mm, they'd clown me hard. Right? So I had to just keep it to myself, right? My regret was I, I should have jumped into the opportunity and not worry about what the homies would have thought. Mm. So I would tell all your audience, don't worry about what people are going to say. Just do your thing. Just do your thing. Because when you get to the top or when you're on your grind, they, they might clown you in the beginning, but they're going to respect you at the end. Mm. So if you don't just do your thing, if you're tripping on what people are going to say, then you will always be at the level you're at. And you're never going to change. So to me It's like Step up And step in And freaking do it Don't be Johnny Moody Your third boy You could have
2: been the lead You could have been the
1: lead I tell that fool You, you could, could have, have been Troy Bolton Be, David, were, be better yeah. than David Marks or Yeah whatever.
4: David. And then he a became The class president oh, He
0: was man. a class president All through high school Probably went to Harvard And now he's Obama he, He's like yeah, no, yeah. He's yeah. Now he's my <laughs> house yeah, changed yeah. to Obama Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's to me,
1: so that's what I would change I tell that fool Like bro Just just you could do it So yeah, yeah That's what I would say Don't get advice Don't If the doors open run in it because it,
2: it could change it. And you would tell like. them to Fix that stance fix Oh dude or learn how to do it right Because I wear
1: winos right No they don't wear winos anymore right yeah. Back in the day yeah. The girls wore Mary jeans And we wear winos so I'd wear winos I, was, I would look dumb dude It just wasn't <laughs> <doing laughs> <to do. laughs> we wear khakis right oh, Pendletons man. And so I, I look I probably looked like a clown back then But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah I, I'd fix all that Fix the drip up and all. We, used to, we used to wear belts really long <laughs> And all uh, that stuff Oh it you know. yeah 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 we'll was, stuff. Stuff. La vida yeah, la, <laughs> la vida <laughs> La vida, <laughs> la vida. <laughs> You know Vario Libre Locos If you're from Sanjo You know who I am Vario Libre Locos because now it's, I don't know what it's called now, but anyways, everybody got beat up or went to jail. So. Oh, man. It, it doesn't exist we got, no. we got a
0: lot of listeners up in town. Yeah, we oh, do. really? Yeah, yeah. Hey, my, hey,
1: my
3: uncle knew him.
1: Yeah, 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 bro. Vario vale Libre. He, it was uh, my, my little brother was running it, it was uh, called West Side Mob. West Side Mob. Mob. I don't know what it's called now, but those of you from Horseshoe, yeah, we were the ones you guys would beat up all the time.
0: We were, <laughs> we were, we
1: were like the orphans on Warriors, yeah. you know? We were little,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's hilarious. That's funny. Well, we want to thank you for coming on and thank you so much. sharing your expertise with our listeners. Uh, super excited to having you on Because this is something Like very dear to us Of having more Latinos Into the entertainment industry And breaking the media Like we want to be uh, The mainstream media, right? Because like mm, you yes. said Like we were here first But we're last Yes, I hate that yeah, So uh, yeah. you're definitely uh, One of the, the trailblazers Making that happen Yep So uh, thank you so much For thank joining you, us Thank you Thank you. If guys. you want to let people know Anything, any other information They can find yes. you or Just anything you want to know
1: Just follow us on social media Chicano Hollywood On Facebook or Instagram uh, if you have any ideas, Or anything you want to connect with, you can email me at info at chicanohollywood.com. Um also I don't always get I get like a lot of DMs and I miss some dude, uh, especially the hidden ones. Yeah. I, like, oh, I, got, yeah. I have like 150 right oh, now. I'm like hey. um, but I uh, but also download our streaming app, okay? Chicano Hollywood, go to your Roku, go to your Apple store, Apple, iOS, whatever it is, go to all of them, go put Chicano Hollywood. Uh, you'll see the logo says Chicano Hollywood TV. We have great content on there. Now, we're going to grow, okay? I don't want no fool telling me. There's, there's only some short films and documentaries. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, and we're going to grow. I have movies on there. I got Kilroy. Uh-huh. I got a few other good movies on there. You know, uh, Kilroy is where Steve Iegas was launched, right? He's big right now. So, uh-huh. um, so we got some really good stuff uh, and we're going to grow. We're, the idea is to build that out so robust that we have a lot of new original content that Mm. we make with you guys, right? And then we have some of the iconic stuff, right? They're not there yet. Boulevard Nights is coming. I don't know when I'm working on it, right? So uh, I, um, Blood and Blood Out, all those, I want to get them all up there. Loca. So that's the vision I also want to get All the old Mexican movies You know mm-hmm. Back in the day I would go with My grandfather To the theater And we'd get The old Mexican movies Right yeah, Gathering yeah. So I want to get All those on there too That'd So I want to make it For the whole family so, yeah, yeah. so download our streaming app Please 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 Download it today the more people that are download the app and watch the content, the better it is for advertisers to come to us. Mm-hmm. That gives us the funding that we need to make more original content. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little yeah, it's economic a, cycle. Yeah. Yeah. So you download it, watch everything. We have like commercials. So I get excited with the commercials well. <laughs> you watch KFC. It oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> KFC. I'll put it on. I put the volume down and I'm working. Yeah. And then my wife and it will look at, oh, looks KFC. Oh, yeah. You get all happy. <laughs> you know, McDonald's. That's yeah. cool. You got KFC advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some big brands that are dropping yeah. in now. So it's pretty exciting. you know. So, yeah, just get behind us it's a movement this ain't about a business it's, mm-hmm. it's a movement um and i know that at the end of the day when it's all said and done when we're blowing up i want to see so many people that locked in with us that were there they're at that level producing writing yeah. directing they they got to the production companies their talent that are getting solicited i had someone from warner brothers bro someone they told me you know they're not gonna let you keep this and i said who's they he yeah. says hollywood someone's gonna come take this from you yeah I'm all, heck no. And they said, look, you can negotiate with them, but if you say no, they're going to duplicate you. And they'll smear you and they'll duplicate you. So they're going to try to cancel me. And I, 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 I give them all reasons why. I'm yeah. sure I'll, be, I'll deserve it, right? <laughs> but but when that type comes, when yeah. they duplicate me, all that means is that... Netflix will have a Chicano genre. Mm. Amazon Studios will have a Chicano genre. Oh, no one's a win. Apple mm-hmm. will have it. Yeah, that means that means all my homies that are in this thing, they're getting pulled away from me and they're getting work they're getting work at this higher level. Yeah. All this talent that we cultivate and develop. They're getting these higher level. So I'm like, dude, I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. You yeah, it's great I'm mindset. A,
4: yeah. I'm gonna fight them. <laughs> but but i down fi- Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go down fighting. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: go down fighting. But but I, if they duplicate us, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't compete with other Latinos. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I, that. What I'm building is underneath. Yeah. I'm not Latinos. Always like to step on each other, to go up. Yeah, we're gonna build underneath everybody, from podcasters to talent to producers. We want to build a platform to music, small businesses. We have a small business platform that we're gonna be launching, cool. kind of like a Chicano Etsy, you know. Mm. Oh, nice. so we're gonna it just to me, it's like this little. We don't build each other up, no one's gonna do it for us. Mm -hmm. So, and then if we try to be in the bigger ponds, we're a small voice. So, we're big enough. We don't need anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. We can do what we wanna do. So, that's what we're building. So,
0: yeah, well, thank you so much for the work you're putting in. It's definitely gonna make an impact. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, what uh, how it inspires our listeners and see where... I can't wait to see your movie, bro. If you it's can do that out. trailer, 10 more days and you freaking got i send it to you. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to yeah, you. Right. To info at ch- Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put it up, dude. i like, <laughs> check this out from the homies. <laughs> right, uh. Well, thank you for joining us. And thank you guys for watching. Uh, my name is Saul Gomez. You can find me at every social media platform at Saul V.
3: Gomez.
2: My name is Caesar. I can find my I Know Caesar. My name is Aaron. You can find me at ie on Instagram.
3: And dang
1: then, and I am Chicano I'm not Chicano Hollywood we are all Chicano we are Hollywood all Ch- follow Chicano Hollywood check out Master Classes yeah check out the yeah, and check Master out the Classes check out the Master Classes yeah. don't be sitting down talking if you're not ready for it you're not ready but if you're ready go to Master class. start learning today yes nice. sir, thank you. sir.
0: All right, thank you guys for watching see you next week peace alright what's up guys I hope you guys enjoyed that fabulous episode now it's time to shout out our Patreons if you don't know Patreon is another website where we post exclusive content we're about to record one right now. If you want to know what happens, this is what happens. list. I was performing, so they're giving me free drinks. I was like, okay, yeah. So they gave me two uh, pineapple vodkas, my favorite. And then they're giving me sel- uh, seltzers. And I was having a good time. I was like,
2: hell yeah, bro. Just, fuck, this is a
0: vibe. Everyone's sick. As as well. <laughs> you were having fun. Like, yeah, you, you were, were like, just watching like, this like, shit. Like, you, 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 like, you were like, just like, going to watch people. And <laughs> you're, never gonna you're, gonna yeah. you're like, oh,
2: yeah. fuck, I performed. Dude. Yeah. So I <laughs> he's like, like who's, who's next? next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, shit, like, Saul me? Gomez, he has the same name as me. What the fuck? shit.
3: So I was like, he's waiting for like 10 minutes. Like, where the fuck is he? He's the one that starts heckling. Where the fuck is he? I mean, I
0: was having a good time. And I was like, oh, it's cool. Everyone's having, everyone's funny, whatever, whatever. I met the girl from uh, Too Fast Too Furious, the the Asian lady who um, uh, does the flag. She's the one in the, in the oh, Suki. Suki Suki, the one in the first race, the yeah. one in the pink car. Yeah, yeah, yeah I met her. Uh, she was funny. She was a comedian as well. She's a comedian now. And then so uh, I, then, no, it's my turn to go up, right? It's my turn. I go up, and I'm like, "What's up, everybody? Like, I'm fucking doing my thing. I'm doing my set. Um, I, I I say jokes. Uh, people will laugh. But then, like, I'll say some jokes. I was expecting a bigger hit but i would hear like maybe like three or four people yeah like, something like that. i'm up super far away like it's like they're there, there. Damn. i was just like okay so it, because of that is that one huh yeah <laughs> because of that hearing that it kind of like put me off edge i was like oh shit i was yeah. like, these aren't these aren't hitting so then i started double thinking while i was talking so then i lost being in the moment and then um i just kept thinking about the next joke like oh this better land Oh, I gotta say this. And I just started thinking of how you started I, thinking you started I started doubting. thinking too much. Started I started thinking too much. I started doubting, and then I said my car sex joke—the one where like we when, <sighs> yeah, when we did the at the bowling alley. When I said it, <sighs> everyone hit. laughed. That one it was hit. an echo. Was yeah, boom. everyone laughed. Right? I said it here. I think I heard like two people laugh. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, that wasn't what I was expecting." And I was like, "I can't end there." So then I said another joke, a dumbass joke. I should just ended it. I said another dumbass joke. I was like, "Recently, I've been treating my dick like an eight ball pool." No, no, no. I'm sorry. Recently, I've been uh, treating my dick like a magic eight ball, and then, um, uh, yeah, I just when if I want to go out on a date, I just ask the magic eight ball. <laughs> that's pretty what I said. <laughs> that wasn't even a joke. I had like lined up for it. it was just the first thing I came Who to the right fuck that. is that guy? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was are like laughing because it's funny. Or are laughing because it's like, so dumb wow, dumb. Would, Yeah, so I was like <laughs> laughing because it's so dumb. Yes, yeah, so I was like, what did I even say that?" And I was like, well, "Okay, well, guys, that's my time. Thank you so much." Yeah so
2: now it's only one camera right yeah oh, i'll be right here no you fit you, you fit oh, I you, don't think, you don't think i know this bo- come on man. <laughs> <laughs> bo- uh, i was like i was about to start like you know touching so, yeah. my wiener and stuff and that's perfect. all right first one are oh, sugar mama's hey and welcome daddy's so we got so a daddy? new one
0: his name's the billionaire moan my name big daddy aaron
2: the billionaire <laughs> that's the worst moan. I, go I, I, soft. Can make a, I can make a better bone I go goes, make him, make him moan again I'm just a guy, right? Yeah, fuck, I don't care. Moan him. All right, ready? Yeah. The billionaire, I got you. Ready?
4: Hey, billionaire! Show me those billions!
3: There you go. Hey. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I got you soft. <laughs> he Next. Went. Jonathan What up Jonathan? What up Jonathan? Abigail Aguilar. What's up Abigail? David Naranjo. What's up Orange? Orange. Isaac Bustos. What's up Isaac? Oh, he's going to be at the Shrek Rave. Go give my <laughs> homie a, a kiss. The Shrek Rave? Yeah, on Saturday. Oh, is it Shrek Rave? I can't go. I have a race oh. on Sunday, but you guys should. That go. sounds oh. so lit. That sounds lit. Oh, there might be another one soon.
0: Uh, Lucero Chávez. What's Lucero? up, Lucero? Kim, A.K.A. your girl KK. KK.
3: Jesus Guzmán. What's up, Jesus? Jesus.
0: Maria Felipe.
3: What's up, Maria? Felipe? Philip. Karen Sospedes. Hey, I Karen. think we're seeing her today. She's going she to the is, show. She is. Yeah. She asked me if I was going. Yeah. Karencita
0: Yeah. Dalia Garcia. shoot me your tia. What's up,
3: Dalia? What's up, Dalia? Stop playing. Mumbo el <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Diablo? Razor Ramon Ed Hedges Jesus Flores. Flores. Congratulations on your twins Ooh, oh, got,
4: congrats.
3: oh, congrats Sandra Gonzalez
0: What up, Sandra? Speak to us Oscar Martinez <laughs> <laughs> so Oscar What's up, Oscar? Kike y la novia Perez what what up, Kike? Liliana Juarez. What's up, Kike? Liliana Juarez Liliana? Eileen. What up, Aileen. Aileen? And Bradley Lopez Martinez. Martinez What's up, Bradley? What's up, Bradley? What's Binge up, bro? Bradley. What's up, Bradley? Thank you guys so much for being our sugar mamas and our sugar daddies and now it's time for the, oh, the man. man, the, man. Himself, bro. the man of the hour, the, the man, man of, of the every hour. hour. Just a fucking
3: follow a his Instagram, baby forearm type of shlong. shit. Hey,
0: Benitez, ninety six. What up, hey, Benitez? hey. 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 Mm-hmm. Man, I'm gonna have to ask you for a loan for it to get my film uh, career going. Yeah. Like, On, gotta like that. Gotta right up, ladies. You his, got it like that. His
2: shlong is longer than my forearm. long is long. Two baby forearms. That's how big. baby forearms.
0: Boom and boom. Well, thank you guys for following us on Patreon. We really do appreciate it. Thank you guys for watching. And now it's time to film the Patreon. Bye. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business?
1: Introducing Shopify, your no excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert.
2: So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. (laughs)
1: Go to Shopify.com slash Sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Sonoro.